long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. I'm going to regret this. This is ridiculous. Only a laser sword fight. Star Tours announces the boarding of the Endor Express, non-stop star speeder service to the moon of Endor. All passengers, please prepare for immediate boarding. No! Cannot get your ship off. <laughs> Lando Calrissian is a positive role model in the realm of science fiction fans. Fuck Lando Calrissian. And now... Together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell. We would be honored if you would join us. Scott and I got about 15 pounds of Chinese food. Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, ho. We're having Christmas like Jewish people. No, we're having Christmas like in... What's that movie? Christmas Story. Christmas Story. It's well. I mean, a lot of a lot of Jewish families traditionally have. My my friend Jeff was just putting up a thing on on uh, Facebook where he said, "Well, we sat down to our traditional Jewish Chinese food dinner and plotted how to run the world in the entertainment industry." <laughs> just trolling for for anti semites. <laughs> He's a comedian, so you can say that everybody's a comedian. Uh, oh my god I can't even I can't smell or taste anything And I got some nice spicy Chinese food That should change all that <laughs> One way or the other One way or the other Got me some garlic Some Hunan chicken And some shredded garlic pork <laughs> That's perfect <laughs> Ah, so anyway, so we're uh, we're preparing our Christmas feast, and then we are going to sit down and watch a movie. And we're going to blab all the way through it because that's what we do. This is just fascinating radio. Oh, this is some spicy stuff. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. Which one is this? I don't know. You ordered your food, man. Oh, I mean, is this one mine? Okay, this if is. It's the, not that uh, bad. It's yours. Well, I don't know. I was sitting on the counter, so. I, I think. This oh, that is might the, be my rice. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. That might be my. Okay. Yeah, you got the rice with everything. In right, it. right. Have it some dugout bag? I no, I know. It didn't seem to. So which bag? This bag right here is mine. That's yours, right? Oh, okay. Here. Yeah, this must be my rice because. Yeah, it just doesn't look <coughs> like there's anything dug out of it, because it's like... Well, I ordered the size of everything, so, so if you want to share some... I mean, look at this fucking egg drop soup, man. That thing's bigger than my head. Jesus! So if you want some... 
But you got to hit me up early because I'll whip through. That's usually the first thing I whip through. Oh, really? No, I'll eat some of this now. I'll eat some of it tonight, and then I'll finish it off. I'll polish this shit off tomorrow. Right. I guess I don't need to refrigerate those. Uh... You know, I was regretting the fact I forgot to grab, like, soy sauce and shit. Man, they loaded. Look at all the shit that's in this bag, probably, man. some in there. Man. I hope I don't lose it's my Christmas voice, like, halfway be through the movie. It's Christmas. They're giving us... Christmas service. I got three fortune cookies, so if the first two suck, hopefully the yeah. first one or the third one will still be good. You had a ton of fortune. Uh, yeah, what if one's like, you will live forever, you will die tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Which one do you believe? You go, God damn it, now I gotta wait. <laughs> I know, I, I'm always nervous about opening fortune cookies because I'm waiting really? for the one that says, <laughs> You're an asshole and you're going to die like next week. I was going to say, I mean, you're an asshole and you're going to die. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just as it doesn't happen. Now, what's that? What's that that you got there? Uh, Singapore May Fun. It looks, like, it looks like it's fun. It's spicy. Spicy, spicy. I'm going to get spicy to burn through Do you my... need uh, anything? Nope. Salts? I'm anything? ready to... Bib? Nope. Yeah, right. Put these sodas in the Oh my god. I'm gonna get a chair. So just to give you guys the. Uh, slide out from under yeah, the I'm sorry about that. I noticed that. Well, here, I'll grab one from the computer room. Hang on. Come on, cat. Yeah, the cat's very interested in what's going on now. You're right. Meow. That's right. She wants out. It's been a day. She figures, all right, it's time for me to get out again. Oh, yum, yum, yum. All right. I'm done, done. Oh, that bastard, you're digging in already. All right, sir, you don't need anything? I need some salt. Yeah, I'm not a salter. I there's usually there's often too much salt in food. That's true. That's true. For me taste it to the start, this is true. That's what soy sauce is basically liquid salt. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I gotta go easy on that shit now too, because that's one of my my heartburn triggers is the fucking sodium. All right. So just to give you guys the. The uh, setup here, it is literally, it is Christmas afternoon, and uh, I have been abandoned by my family. They went back to Georgia for the, for the holidays to be with my, uh, my wife's family. And they're so, having a white Christmas right now. Yeah, god damn it all. 17 years in Georgia, dude. 17 years in Georgia. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I really don't miss the snow. I really don't, because snow sucks ass, you know? I mean, when you when you grew up where we grew up, where you get seventy five feet right, and it lasts for eight months or better, you're like fuck snow, you know. But at the same rate, living in the south, it just you know, having grown up in the north and then living in the south, Christmas never really feels like Christmas to me when it's like eighty degrees outside, you know. So I w- I always wanted like snow right on like Christmas, mm-hmm. like say like start snowing like like mid afternoon Christmas Eve. You know, be on the ground that night, stick for a day or two, you know, through Christmas and then be gone and that's it. I, I could live with that. 
17 years in Georgia never happened one time. This is my first Christmas outside Georgia, you know, in, in Florida, and now they're having a white Christmas. I'm like, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> so, anyway. So, we're going to watch episode one. Right. <laughs> so, it's just you and me, and we're going to watch this movie. And, by the way, we're both dying of cold, so there's going to be a lot of sniffling and snorting and coughing and blowing of noses, so we apologize. And much eating of Chinese food, so. Merry Christmas! <laughs> So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, you got it all set up and everything. I didn't <coughs> see you do that. I'm on this shit, dude. I'm telling you. I'm a professional. Do not try this at home. Although we are at home. Yeah. All right, Don't so try it at go. your home. All right. So let's see. Let me situate my food here. I'm going to just dump a little bit of everything on this, <laughs> on this tray first. Listen to me. I sound like... Fucking going through puberty or something. Yes, sir. I literally got the spiciest food I can, hopefully, to burn out my nasal passages so I can <laughs> taste again. So you say I got you listening to soundtrack stuff, huh? Yep. That's awesome. In my, that's another thing we have to do before I leave is I gotta yeah. plug in my hard drive there, and you gotta go through there and see if there's anything you want. I mean, the so like sound effects, well, vice versa, man. I mean, no, because I, I got a ton more soundtracks since all those discs that I sent you a while back. So, got all kinds of new stuff. I got a bunch of soundtracks you might not have too that I've downloaded for shows that I've done. And now, granted, some of them aren't for some of the greatest movies. Uh, you know, they were like five-minute freak ones and stuff, but there's some interesting stuff on yeah. there. And then just stuff that I found. Like, I'm doing that horror show, so I've got a lot of, like, the omen. Yeah, see, stuff I, I like need that. Some, yeah, some of those I need, because I, I don't have them. I never be, was big on the horror ones, but some of them I actually need. I pretty much got all the soundtracks John Carpenter ever did. <laughs> they all sound exactly the same. As the you'd be surprised the how they don't. It's really, really? funny. Yeah, you'd be surprised how 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 much difference there is between them. I love how, that how you more, use so how much. How more complicated it. they are than you think about. I always thought his music was like just overly simplified. It is pretty minimalist synthesizer a lot of times. Right. But there's a lot more going on than, you know. I mean, the, I, I think the important thing about soundtrack music is themes and atmosphere right and he definitely has both of those memorable both of those for the most part some what's, of his what's wild now is that my collection has grown so big of soundtracks and I play everything through Winamp on random I just I have Winamp aimed at my hard drive where all my soundtracks are and uh -huh. I just have it shuffle on random it's so like right now I'm loving this. I have no idea what this what is. Because yeah. the, the collection's just gotten so big that there's so much stuff I haven't memorized yet, you know? So it sounds it's awesome, like, but I have like no idea. It's underscore for our show. Right. I love it. It sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Alright. Here we go. I'm going to switch over. I haven't tested sound levels yet, so I have to set up the sound levels for the for the DVD. And I hope that the movie's on disc one. I don't know that for sure. I think it is. I'm assuming it is. This one should be interesting, folks, because by now you've heard 
well, you know, if you heard Dark Knight, that was pretty much a straight-up bitch fest. Star Trek, I gotta be honest, was a little more negative than I expected it was gonna be. I think we should have brought a little more happy to that one, but I think we were honest about it, too, so. This one, this one should actually be a lot of fun, because this one's gonna be a real mixed bag, because both you and I actually really do like this movie quite a bit, despite, like, some major beefs with it, so... Mm -hmm. We'll be bringing the love and the hate on this one, I think. Yeah, I think we got it. Uh, I think that's about a good. Now, this is one. I think that's good. This is one where I know most of the dialogue, anyways. So right. I'm not yeah. going to be losing anything if I can't hear. I definitely didn't have the dialogue to Dark Knight memorized. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you hear rebel, rebel, rebel. What? You know, one time it's yeah. you know. And fucking, you got the Hamburglar is. All right, we are at the main screen. That's actually pretty cool. I don't watch this TV. Lucas makes nice times. menus for his oh, DVDs. Oh yeah. All right, so we're at the main menu. I'm um, I got the, my finger on the play movie button. So here we go. Playing movie in one, two, three. There we go. I never liked the Naboo Starfighter. I think they look like crap. Rip! The good thing is, if you're not doing it off this video, you can always time Star Wars movies off the 20th Century Fox. This is true, yeah. What is this? Oh, this is the THX thing. Yeah, the DVDs have all the... The bells and whistles. Damn, this food is good. I'm beginning to get my sense of taste back because... Get some spice and garlic working... Nothing like garlic to beat a cold into submission, too. Sure that's going to be loud enough? Yeah, you could probably turn it up a little bit. Crank it up just a little bit. <clears throat> Lucasville LTD. Nothing <laughs> describes the moment of anticipation in the movie oh, theater. Oh, yeah. When that yeah. happened. When this happened, you could hear, like, this palpable energy of all the geeks just going... <laughs> We'd had a little, a little taste of it with the re-releases of the special editions. Yeah, especially episode four, like when the when the you know 20th Century Fox and, and, the, and the scrolls started. Um, worst scroll ever of a Star Wars film. This one. Yeah, I think this is the most. It just it, sounds boring. Turmoil has engulfed the uh, Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is into. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah, really? because the original one's like war. What's it say? It's a uh, it's a time of civil war, and the, you know it's yeah. like it starts right off saying this one's talking about fucking taxation. It's like, all right, great. This is going to be like watching, you know, what is that? MSNBC or whatever. You know, the one that shows the Senate chamber all the time. Right, know? right, right. Um, yeah, C-SPAN. C-SPAN. That's it. Not that there aren't some C-SPAN moments in this movie. <laughs> I think, I'm going to be honest right up front, I think a lot of the reason I give so much of this movie a, a pass now is because, for one thing, 10 years has, has tempered my anger quite a bit. Or not so much, I wasn't so much angry with this movie, I was just like really disappointed. I, I didn't, I literally didn't walk out like seething and pissed off, I just walked out kind of like stunned, like wow, that was actually not very good, you know? But, like I said, it, it, 10 years has tempered me, but also I think a lot of great stuff 
spun out of this movie. Right. You know what I mean? This was Lucas developing his language for the second, and to his benefit, he came up with a, di- a little different visual language. Mm-hmm. The flo- like this scene here was just like it was strange. This woman had a weird like weird demeanor. Everybody had a weird demeanor about him. Yeah, but. I was one of the few people, as soon as I saw the Nimoidians... I got exactly what he was going for. It was yeah. it's an homage to the old Godzilla movies. Well, I you, got you it had, instantly. You had the Nimoidians, and, and, and also for, and like the, um, what what was his name? The old serial villain. Um, um, Ming? The, the, no, well, Ming, there was a little Ming in the, but uh, Fu Manchu. Oh, okay, yeah. There was a little Fu Manchu to it, and... You know, the the communicator that he's talking to Amidala with the watery stuff, that's right out of a Flash Gordon Buck Rogers type thing. I like GC-14. I just I thought that was a nice little nod. Now, here's one of my major beefs with this movie right off the bat is uh, fucking Liam Neeson. That dude sucks ass. I, I, you know, I used to actually like him, too. But the problem is, is I realized very quickly that he, he really is a block of wood. He's exactly the same in every movie. Well, I'm sort of getting, I, you know, um, my friend Mark and I would sit and talk about this, and we're like, you know, uh, the Jedi, I think at this point, were kind of pricks. They were right. kind of overtrained, over analytical. So Qui Gon was sort of that. And except Qui Gon is supposed to be like his backstory is supposed to be he's kind of a rebel he kind of right. like bucks the whereas Obi Wan's sort of the the one who's going along with the Jedi Council more but they're they're so reserved by being Jedi's and so not playing their hands to anybody that they don't play their hands to the audience so you don't know you know they don't have any internal that little look that Qui-Gon gives right there always indicated to me that he was sensing some sort of nervousness or something from the droid from which the droid. I don't think that they should be able to do that should they well the droid was acting kind of nervous I don't know those C-3PO units are kind of are kind of emotional for droids and I like I like the Emperor going get the scum out of my sight you know And a lot of this makes a lot more sense now that we know Palpatine's plan, where right. he knows they're not going to kill them. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, see, that's how you do an explosion right there. Uh, that is explosion. Who farted? And, and you know, I just got to say, George Lucas, you should... I, I just kept thinking, man, if I was with George Lucas, I could have helped with this dialogue. <laughs> I seriously could have. I could have written better dialogue. You know, he's just bad. I don't know. I don't understand what everybody thinks. What's so bad with the dialogue? It's wooden. It doesn't... There's no poetry to it. Star Wars has some poetry to the to the language in it. I don't know. I now, think the dialogue just, you know, I think it's pretty much the same, you know, right from the original Star Wars. I think the thing is, is that they don't have the, the delivery. They don't have the, the Harrison Ford. Right, the, right. I don't know. Um, Ewan McGregor's a great actor. 
Oh, I, like I love him. seeing him in almost every movie I've seen him in. He's been great. But, um, and I also think this 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 one is like from the technological age of Star Wars, right? When, when the, you know, when, when things are at their peak, and and start the Star Wars trilogy deals with the human. Angle of it more. The, I no. love that. that in the, the theater, this I whole, was geeking out. Oh this. my god, that's what cool as hell. The, that I was just watching that, going, "Oh my god, that's what, how I've always figured a lightsaber could be used to get right out." That's cool. That is some great special effects. This is impossible. And then there's some simple, simple things where, like, when the door's closing and just the tip of the lightsabers right. sticking out, and and now, now that we know what droidikas are and the language of this, like when I first saw this movie, I was like, "What the hell is going on, man? This shit's moving fast!" And like, "What the hell are the?" You know, things were coming in fast. It was hard to tell what was happening. Right now that we know the language, we got Clone Wars and all three movies. Everything's pretty. You know, I, lo- I like that computer-generated shot of them landing in there, too. It right. has a little cheesiness to it, you know. Mm-hmm. It almost had a claymation look to it. The rhythm and the editing of this movie is just so unlike anything else. And, and But since there's been three movies in Clone Wars, it flows now. Right. When I first saw this in the movie theater, I was like... Man, he's structuring this like nothing I've ever seen before. Right. It was kind of awkward. I I definitely think that part of it, you know, part of what what made us walk out going, wow, you know, ah, whatever, was that in some ways it's ahead of its time, you know, visually. Well, it's ahead of its time visually because it developed it. If this movie came out and no other one came out, it would still be a freakish movie. Right, he, he developed the the language, yeah, <laughs> the exactly. language of it. So the other movies made sense because they were continuations of this. People don't give George Lucas enough credit. Well, no, they don't. He gets a lot of credit, but he's so successful that everybody's going to beat up on him. Steven Spielberg. When I went to film school, all my film teachers, all they wanted to do was beat up on Lucas and Spielberg. But on mean, the other side, though, all right, we've had our we've had our little love fest for George Lucas for a moment, but right. Right off the bat, two things have just happened that are were major. Like, Whoa, wait a minute, for me was that all right? I don't like Qui-Gon. I, I've never, and it, granted, a lot of that is me bringing baggage from not liking Liam Neeson, but also I don't like the uh, uh, retcon, whatever the hell you want to call it, of of Obi Wan having any other master than Yoda. Because, you know, it was established in Empire that, you know, he even tells Luke, you know, the Jedi Master who, you know, instructed me. So who the fuck's this Qui-Gon guy? Well... I've never really moved past that. I don't like that character. I think think that's why they tried to cover it in Episode 2, that Yoda covers... Basic training? the little kids. Right. He's got the little kids, which makes sense because Yoda's small. Whatever happened to this guy? Is that Panaka? Yeah. He sort of got replaced by Eye Patch guy, mm-hmm. as as like the black guy who's her guard. Right. And I always, and at first, <laughs> first Eye Patch guy I thought was Panaka who had gotten injured in a, 
Right. Right. Well, that guy, God, I can't yeah, believe I can't think of his name. Of like, oh, Typho, Captain Typho. I think Typho is actually related to Panaka, too, if I remember properly. It, I mean, like, it was like one of those things where I saw him and I said, oh, it's Panaka. And then, like, after a couple seconds, it's like, no, it's not the same guy. Maybe they. This scene. Wow, this, that's this... starting to kind of look kind of rough, dude. Did you see that? Oh, like yeah, the black the... matte lines? Yeah, yeah, sure? yeah. Oh yeah, each wow. movie got each movie gets way better with the special effects. And yeah, the CGI, you're starting to get a little bit of that looking back at Jurassic Park thing going yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see the matte layers in this a lot. Although this whole part, I, I this was just I was watching this in the theater, going just like, oh my god, this is gorgeous, you know. And. I've always been... I've never been as annoying oh, no, with Jai no, Jar Jar's. No. Don't save him. Let him die. He's going to bring about the downfall of the entire Republic. See, I liked when this movie came out, the boot, the Telesync bootleg came out. Telesign. Right. Because it smoothed out all... It fuzzed up all the sharp computer-generated stuff and made it look like an old movie and seamless. Right. This is some really just horrible dialogue. The problem with Jar Jar for me is that I think I could give Jar Jar a much wider pass if I could fucking understand it. You know, they got so much of that, whatever the hell that stupid, you know. It's pigeon English. Right. Is what it is. It's, it's, it's like a cargo cult, you know, Polynesian... I never saw him as being racist. Because I, I, I picture him, when I when I heard his voice, I pictured Roger Rabbit. Right. Because he's doing the... I noticed, too, that it never looks like they're really looking at him. Right. You know, it's, it's like the, the, the placement of their eyes. It's not right. quite right. He, I mean, Qui-Gon's looking off to the right of him right now. Right. Even though they had a head on a stick or an actor, you know... Right. Yeah, I think George Lucas was a little too in love with the with filming everything on a soundstage, you know. Right. And I understand that he was like, "We're going to develop." You know, he's not only he's smart. He's not only developing his Star Wars movies, but he's developing his technology. You know, for for industrial lights and magic too. This is another shot that I hate the the little the little flip. There's not enough gravity. Yes, in it's the, too cartoony. In the effect. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have weight to it. I like this scene a lot, but yeah, that's it just doesn't it doesn't look realistic. Uh, I just don't like that he did, was like but I, mean, now, I like this part a lot, but you know, take your fucking robes off. Come on. You know, that's silly. I mean you're really gonna go for a swim down to some underwater city wearing shitloads of robes and and this, I mean, this was beautiful yeah. on the big screen. I just do like gorgeous. that. And, and look, we're, what, ten minutes into the movie? Look at all the different shit we've seen in the mm-hmm. last ten minutes. Right. That's a Star Wars movie. And when they walk in, when the, you know, the, the whole Gungans have their whole force field technology, you know, that's sort of their main thing, you know, that's right. their specialty. They make their weapons off it. That's the kind of shit that some other person would put in their movie... And they would explain it. They'd be like, the Gungans are, you know, 
I like this Gungan's Force cool. Field technology. It just is here. It just is. Right. You know, by the end of the movie, you figure it out because you see everything they have in this Force Field, but they don't need to, like... Well, I like that, that, you know, Lucas always said that, you know, his, his major beef with so many other science fiction movies was... You know, they'd spend a fortune on this huge budget to create all these sets and everything, and then they would linger over it. Like, look, look what we look right. how clever we are, and look at all the stuff we can do. He doesn't do that. No, he, he just gets, throws you into that environment he gets and, and of it. you know it, it assumes that you're smart enough to figure it out eventually. You know, I like that. Well, there's also the you know leave them wanting more. And I like this. You get the you get the uh, you know you get the story that Jar Jar's been in trouble. You know that he's kind of a See, I actually like the idea of Udo Gunga and all the Gungans and their culture and everything if they weren't so goddamn cartoony. They're, they're yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. They're stupid dialogue that I can't understand most of what they say. You know, the only one that, that's, you know, somewhat palatable is the, the captain that just rode up a minute right. ago. Him I kind of like. He's got a little dignity. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He holds himself with more bearing, and I can actually understand what he said. Like, Boss Nass, I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying half the time. And he does that stupid thing with his jowls. And it's like, come on. Was, you know, I think George, when George Lucas was like, this is going to be the kitty one. It yeah, definitely that. is. And he looks like a giant frog, too. Mm-hmm. The bunghole, what'd he say? Uh, But I like that, you know, the boss, it's like a queen bee. He's almost like a different, you know, genetically from the rest of them. He's fatter than the rest of them. He's got a little bit of... I mean, he is supposed to be the same species, right? Oh, he's a Gungan, but I think he's like... He's so big and fat that he looks different? he's, He's either, that's what happens when Gungans get fat and he's fat because he's the boss. Or, it's like, it's like... Like the queen of a, you know, the queen of a queen bee or a queen in ant colony, they're almost like a completely different insect. Right. They're still an ant, and I think regular ants can become queens, and maybe boss nasses of a genetic bloodline. But you don't see any other fat. We don't see any other ones like him. And I like that look he gives when he says he's going to be punished, and he gives us right. Sort of, I'm going to enjoy this. See, he doesn't even seem to have the ears, you know, and that's right. why I think he's something different. To me, he looks like a frog. Mm-hmm. Ugh, stupid. <laughs> the two, the colors are too different. You can see the levels, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're spoiled on Clone Wars and episode, I mean, episode by, episode two, my roommate, my old roommate projected that up on the wall. You can see some of the mat lines. By episode three, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. It's seamless CG, insanely, you know. See, this was another thing is that they, they, you know, Obi-Wan asks for an explanation and Jar Jar gives it, but he's talking with that stupid language of his so much that I can't understand what he's saying. I'm always good with accents and I stuff. I love this shit. Yeah. This, to me, was a throwback to something like Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Yes. I fucking love this shit. 
The way awesome. the way that creature moves is just very is just awesome. Now that that fish is kind of cartoony, but at the same time, it looks like those real deep sea fish. Right. That's cool. And I like that that Obi Wan shuts him up by just like like scrambling his brain. He just basically like. That's cool. Although, I think. I think that line was Lucas trying too hard to write an iconic Star Trek, Star Wars line. Right. I, I think that I think it illustrated there's always a bigger fish. But then again, I think of the little kids who see that, and the little kids always remember those lines. Right. A lot of the lines that I thought were stupid, little kids take them as right as uh, as great, you know. Young and naive. And it was great to hear John Williams doing a Star Wars themes and Music again, although I think this is one of his weakest songs. Yeah, well, it's what it's not one of his strongest scores, but it's still Star Wars. Uh. I think this this one for me personally, it even though it's a Star Wars score, it falls pretty firmly in that period where you know after about Hook. There was a period where I, I just, I felt like he'd lost it, you know, like, uh-huh. it just, he wasn't the, the John Williams of old, and I don't think it, for me personally, it wasn't until episode two where I felt like he really got it back again. Uh-huh. Episode two, to me, stands right up there with, like, you know, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It's just a great score. This was uh, nice in the theater, too, with they? Yeah. Lots of lots of big monster fish eating other monster fish. I love it. I mean, say what you will about this movie, it does get bored. It does bog down. Right now, it's doing the Star Wars thing of just See, like this I watched the last time I watched this movie. This scene here to me, this does it doesn't hold. It doesn't up. hold up for sure. No, it's, yes, it's just a little. Although too... when it first came out, it was spectacular. Oh, yeah. That looks good. But I That's think a lot of that model. is, a, yeah, I was gonna say a lot of that is, uh, like the water. Hey, it's Spock's mom. Now I think I love that shot right yeah. there out the window. That looks like an old washed out yeah. World War II movie. Exactly. As the as the troops come down through what was it Paris is like Pershing comes yeah. into Paris. Uh-huh. Um, I think um, one of the big screw ups in this is uh, the way you know that. You know, when they finally reveal that Amidala's two people, it it just it didn't it didn't work right. He didn't it didn't was it was cool. like it was like um, Tron in the new Tron movie. I didn't know, you know. Did you ever see the scene that got excised right there, where they go over the waterfalls? Uh-huh. I actually kind of wish they'd left that in. That looked kind of cool. Now, just fucking five minutes ago, she had a completely different... That's another thing that drove... Uh, that's, I yeah. forgot to mention that I said two things earlier, and then I only got to one of them, which was the whatever the hell I was talking about. Oh, Qui-Gon. It was Amidala. 
Oh, she, she's as wooden as she's the most wooden character in this because she's pretending to be too. You know, right. well, I think that's actually her right there in the front. I think the one that's in the makeup's not even her. Right. And one of the handmaidens in this is that girl that went on to be the girl in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, Knight, oh, Knightley? Is that yeah, her? Kira Kira Knightley? Knightley? Yeah, one of the... I don't know which one it is, but one of them is. But they had to... They, both actresses had to act wooden so you didn't know board, what yeah. was going on. And that makes sense if you have a... If you do have a royal, you know, double and stuff like that. But it really doesn't help with the movie. They could have... Now, except for Jar Jar falling out the fucking window. This is a neat scene. I like yeah. this scene. That's cool. What I like, the sound design. You know, Ben Burt. Right. Oh, can't say yeah. anything about Ben Burt. The sound design, the clack of the droids on the... What? On the stone. Well, I like that you... For a change, you actually see... And this is the one where it has a Homer Simpson don't in it, too. Oh, does it? It was right in this scene, yeah. One of them goes, don't! Well, you know, the last Star Wars movie we had seen was Return of the Jedi. And one of the big things that drove me absolutely nuts in Return of the Jedi was the scene on the skiff on Jabba's barge where Luke is hacking the shit out of people and you didn't see any limbs, you didn't see the lightsaber actually cutting through anything. It, It looked like it was all flesh wounds, you know? In this one, in that scene right there, we actually see... Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan actually cleaving completely through those droids. I love that. And you see, like, the glowy, you know... The metals still yeah, hot. I love that. Too. I love that. I wish we had seen more of that in Return of the Jedi. Santa Claus is right. See, she's right there. Right. I think you could get away in a movie like this with one, maybe two people that are like super wooden. Like if if Qui-Gon was just as shit as he is, I think you could have got away with it if everybody else had brought their A-game. But you've got, you know, you've got well, important Natalie character Portman actors. is a really good actress. She is a good actress, but she was also a kid in this movie. She's, you know. Well, I mean, no, but she was doing movies before. I saw some of her movies before this, and she's just a natural, charismatic actress. At this point, I hated the droids' voices. I've grown to love the droids being idiots. Well, they changed them a bit, too, you know? Yes. They've given them more... They've given them a higher-pitched voice and more expression, especially for Clone Wars. Right. But I like it. Like, when they... Like Clone Wars movie when they were playing them for laughs, it was like that's good. They're playing. Well, you see know. right here, they don't pose any threat either. I mean, they're just you know the Jedi are just mowing them down. You know, like when you and I used to play robots when we were kids, we'd get out fucking well, boxes and make these well, robots and then just run them over with well, our bicycle. I think these robots, their only their only threat is like zombies. Their right, only threat yeah. is in masses of them. You know, having a whole shitload of them. And when you have a few of them, they're too dumb and slow for, especially for Jedi's. I love that. Yeah, love that line. Hello, boyos. I love it. And, and there's R two. No fuss, no muss, and it's and it's him. He greets the droids. I don't know why. I fucking love that. When I first saw that, it's so awesome. I don't. I can't even explain why. And I love seeing all the different styles of R2s, and some of them are just slightly different colors and stuff. That's neat. 
And I love you finally get to see R2, besides as a X-wing co-pilot doing his job. Right. That with the magnetized, I love that shot too. Is that all it had to do? <laughs> yeah. You just had to put that coaxial cable back in there and you're good to go. What the fuck? Archer does that a lot. <laughs> right. Archer just, you know, unplugs one thing and plugs another thing like an old-fashioned uh, switchboard operator. I love that shot. Yeah, this movie doesn't really bog down for a while. When it does, it does bog down. But so, so far, far it's bogged down hard here. In it's America. been moving, moving, moving right now. Yeah, and it's. You can't take a royal highness there. The huts against. Against the gangsters. Against the rappers. Yeah, how much more dangerous can the huts be than a whole planet full of droids? At, after you know, right. Well, I do like the, the, I don't know if we just heard it there or not, but I, I like the line where, you know, Qui-Gon says what his logic is, which is, that may be true, but the huts aren't looking for uh-huh. her, you know? I like that. I realize that we're supposed to keep only to episode one in this one, but I just have to reveal that I waited three movies in what, like six long years for that son of a bitch to bite it? And although he does get killed, his death was very unsatisfying to me. I wanted to see him the just effort? like... No, uh, Newt Gunray. I wanted oh. to see him get ground up in like a giant piece of machinery or something. Yeah. I hated him. No, I, he's just dispatched. Yep. But, and yep. it's a very Return of the Jedi by Luke's lightsaber kind of death, too, because you don't see it. It's just like Slash and he falls down dead, you know? It's like an old cowboy movie. Yeah, but now, this scene uh, is stupid. Oh, this scene this is This scene is so stupid. This scene actually Thank you, little droid. Have... What is your name? R2-D2. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, no. Thank you, r 2 He's a droid. I mean, they don't... Come on, you know? You know how, you know what you do to a droid when he helps your ship? You take <laughs> you him, give him an oil clean him up job. and put him back. Clean yeah. him up, put him back, fix the th- stuff that's broken, and put him back to work. Exactly. I'm telling you, the next time I go and, like, you know, fix something with a hammer, I'm going to be like, and what is your name, Hammer? Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> you have an exalted place in my in my family now, Hammer. <laughs> I mean, yes, R2-D2 is, R2 and 3PO are the fucking, they are the glue that holds all six movies together. But I think, hello, boyos, was... The perfect intro to R2, you know? Right. You don't need to be like, this droid's going to be important in the future. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking knows it. She's so wooden here. But then again, she's, she's so not acting hot, to though. a single human being here. She's acting to R2-D2 and a, and a head on a stick. The only other humans are sitting in the background. It's a cool looking ship, though. George Lucas has never understood actors. The only movie that he ever did... Which... I don't know how he pulled off fucking American Graffiti. Yeah, well, it had great actors in it. But that was an acting movie. That was a character well, you know, everybody, movie. Yeah, everybody in that movie, with the exception of like Harrison Ford, 
had real acting chops and acting experience, so I think... Yeah, but Harrison Ford is, was a natural, too. He even was good in that. He didn't have well, much I was just to say. Gonna, I was going to say exactly the opposite. He's a block of wood in that movie, dude. Harrison Ford? In American Graffiti? Uh, I guess you're right. I guess he's just sort of like, hey, babe. That's hey, right, hey, hey, baby. <laughs> he had to look like a prick. Yeah. Tell me what to do. I'm a fucking Jedi. Wait. Take her, take her with you. She's driving us nuts. Yeah. I love the... I, I, I like that this is an awkward situation where right. she's, she's forcing it and he's just like, I have to play up in this ruse and... And, you know, I mean, there's more going on here than people give it credit for. It's because it's clumsily directed. Right. But he knows. He knows from probably... He probably has known from the very beginning that she's really... You the, think so? The queen. Oh, yeah. He knows. As a matter of fact, there's a few lines in here where he directly... I like the spaceman. He directly says, you know, you know, he basically... The watch is coming up on one of my favorite little cameos here. And it's a blink and you miss it type of thing. Are there no Rontos? Shouldn't there be Rontos? <laughs> uh, first, why that? First poop yeah, joke. Exactly. <laughs> All busted up C three PO. That's cool. Why the hell did he take Jar Jar into town with him? Yeah, exactly. A uh, 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 water, a water. Um, yeah, a, yeah, a exactly. Water yeah. Who's, well, he even says something about yeah, the sun's drying me stupid. out and. I, oh, I don't like him. Oh, I love him. Oh, he's classic. You like him? Yeah, he's a no. classic. He's a classic, you know, character in those. I, I could see him in a Humphrey Bogart movie as, you know, the guy who runs the show. Oh, no, it's Wesley Crusher. Here's where the suck begins right yep. here, man. This yep. Well, this this entire thing of going to Tatooine, I was like, no, no. I mean, I knew they had to, but all right, this this is my problem. I know that they, wor- you know, George Lucas worked his best to try to that's stupid. That's horrible. To try to make it make sense why they had to go there, but here's my my problem. I know that in the dynamics, of uh, this, are you an uh, angel? In the dynamics of the story, how all this is working, I understand what's going on here. But it still has the feeling that in the middle of this giant story that's going on, you're taking time out to go to the fucking drag races. It's just what it feels like to me. And it's like, come on. The drag races are a George Lucas trademark copyright. I I know that. That thing looks a lot like that big robot thing that's in the background in the the Uncle Owen yard sale in the first movie, doesn't it? You know what I'm talking about? Uh That one that kind of looks like a Robbie the Robot type of robot. Oh, he's so horrible. He's shit. But he has... Plus, on top of it, he's got horrible dialogue to, to mouth, but... That's stupid. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. I wonder if little kids were, like, laughing. They, yeah, they like... My kids liked this when they were younger. They've since gotten to an age where they see this for the shit that it is, but, you know, when they were kids... I mean, this movie does, you know, this part, whatever he, he was going for with say, Anakin did work for kids. They get it. 
I like this part too, where he was bargaining and he couldn't use his Jedi power. He's right, like, what yeah. Are you, some kind of Jedi. I love that. I'm a Nemoidian. Only money. So fuck that, Jerry. That shit don't work out here, yeah, man. Wait a minute, I made him black. <laughs> no, this this one's the Jewish stereotype. <laughs> you should get your Star Wars stereotypes right. I like... And oh my god, this is going to get me in trouble. I like that it does have stereotypes. Yes, so do I. So I, do I. I it's, really it's, do. It's, it's and I personally, I don't believe there's stereotypes. I no people. I've like, since been kind of swayed on that, but you know what? Yeah. I say, lighten up, you tight ass motherfuckers. I like stereotypes. It's, it's fun having someone with an accent who's a and and and. That was terrible, but I have. They're not. You know, we could just turn it off at this point because I just realized you're not going to take anything else away from this. That's what all the fucking talk on the forum's going to be about now. But Scott likes stereotypes. What What pisses me off is when you watch the making of and you see the kid that they almost cast before Jake Lloyd, and the kid was a natural, charismatic actor. He looked like Mark Hamill. He looked like Mark Hamill. All right, and George Lucas was like, eh, I don't know. Woo-hoo! I don't know. Um, I want to get somebody who's more of a shitty actor, <laughs> so he's more realistic, or some bullshit, or maybe Jake Lloyd's mom administered a blowjob or something like that. I don't know, but Jake Lloyd definitely should not. And 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 the Jedi like rat tail thing. Ends up looking, and here's more stereotypes. It ends up looking kind of white trash. You know what could save all of this shit right here for me majorly? I would give all of this fucking story, this entire tattooing sequence, would totally work for me. Keep watching. Here, here comes that cameo. If I can spot it, I know it's right in this sequence somewhere. Bad rubber. Yeah, he looks like shit. Huh? Where the hell is he? I know he's in this part somewhere. I don't like this guy either. This stupid Doug thing. Where the hell is he? You can't see it on the on this TV because it's not big screen enough or something but somewhere in this sequence sitting in the background is uh, Quinlan Voss oh I'm not sure where the hell he is he's in there somewhere because it was revealed later on and I'm sure it spun out of you know somebody seeing that character in the background and like making a full-fledged character out of him that's him with a yellow stripe across uh-huh. his eyes that was him that he was actually on a secret mission on Tatooine at the same time and sensed when, um, yeah, that's him off to the right over there. Uh-huh. He sensed when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were there, but he was so deep undercover he couldn't reveal himself, you know? It's actually a really good story. What the fuck was I talking about a minute ago? I had a point I was going to try to get to and I can't remember. Oh, I know what it was. The thing that could have saved all that for me is if Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan had switched parts, if Qui-Gon had stayed on the ship, and all of this was Obi-Wan doing, Obi-Wan found Anakin, Obi-Wan yeah. Tr- yeah, you know, yeah. recruited him, Obi-Wan insisted they take him back with him, 
I could have I could have forgiven so much shit with that because I think that would actually mesh up better with the things that old Obi Wan said in the original trilogy. I uh-huh. really feel that way. Right, 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 right. Because as it you know, I, I know. Forgive me. I know I've said this before. But now, when you watch this as a complete saga, starting with this movie going all the way to The Return of the Jedi, when you get to episodes 4, 5, and 6, Obi-Wan is completely full of shit now. Not a goddamn word Uh that he utters in 4, 5, and 6 is the truth to anybody. It really makes him seem like he's lying through his teeth. I don't think that 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 was Lucas's original intent at all. I think it's just when he went back and did this... He just didn't sync it up properly. So now it, it doesn't flow the way that it really should. And that's a shame. Because 4, 5, and 6 are still infinitely better than these. As much as I like the prequels, you know, I really have come to like them. But part of my acceptance of them is that they are not really connected to the other ones. You know what I mean? Because right, if right. you try to connect them, it, it all falls apart, I think. It's kind of like Planet of the Apes, you know... Right, it's eventually. the same type of things, you know. Planet of the Apes. As much as I, you know, I like some movies and despise other movies, you try to put that all together in a linear time. It does not work. It doesn't hold up. I don't like this either. I don't like this at all. I don't like that the Anakin built C three PO. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's so stupid. Although it did make for a good comic once, where 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 um, Darth Vader, Vader, yeah, Vader speculates over the pieces of C three PO on from City. yeah, return, yeah, from Empire, yeah. I, that is a good story. It was in one of those. So I love that shot of of Vader standing there and he's holding three PO's head and he's got his helmeted head resting against it and you can see he's like. Yeah, I love that shot. He's yeah, like, what does it mean? <laughs> right, what does it mean that my robot is come back? Is yeah. here, you know? Yeah, that was, it was that beautiful. was a good story. But I still, I, 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 you know, this is one of those like I can deal with this by doing my own personal, you know, continuity for it. My personal continuity is that he didn't create C three PO so much <coughs> as he found him all busted up in the junk just pile fixed and him fixed him up. You know, because. I mean, wasn't it already established well before this that 3PO is like well over like a hundred years old by the time right. we get to episode four, right? <coughs> I like this too, although that background looks kind of shit. You know, it really looks like it looks like that background at the end when you're exiting from uh, Space Mountain. Space Mountain, it? yeah. Wow, it really does. That's cool. I like Darth Maul. Did you read that four issue mini? <laughs> that one where. where <coughs> uh, I have it. Well, what the hell's his name there? Uh, um, I can think of Sinestro all of a sudden. What the fuck's his name? Darth Sidious mm. sends Darth Maul on a mission to to. Uh, it has something to do with the Black Sun organization, which you know they're like the Yakuza type of thing in the Star Wars universe. He is a fucking. Badass, and that's he takes everybody out. Well, that's the thing is, why do they retro him? Is it's 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 like Boba Fett. They seem to they seem to like to get like characters that they establish as badasses and then dispatch them and right, you know. 
I wish he'd stuck around. For, I think that the whole thing with Darth Maul would have worked a hell of a lot better if he was dispatched in the second movie. Or if he was the new Darth Vader, sort of. He, you know? Right, yeah. Because there isn't really a heavy... I mean, the Emperor is the heavy. Palpatine's the heavy in this, but he's not a fighting heavy. And... and um, I think if, if Darth Maul had lasted, and Darth Maul had been taken out, say, midway through the second movie... And then that's what forces Palpatine to start really looking at Anakin as a potential, you know, apprentice right. and replace. I think that would work a whole lot better, because I like the idea that it's Obi Wan that took Darth Maul out. I really like that because I think, well, they they established Qui Gon is the rule breaker and Obi Wan was the gifted lightsaber mm-hmm. dueler. But that doesn't really it doesn't come off in this movie quite right because what it looks like. Is it looks instead of looking like Obi Wan is wow he's the Padawan with real potential he's gonna go places what it actually comes off looking like is wow Darth Maul's kind of a pussy yeah you know it, it's it, it's completely opposite of the intention so that's why I think if if the big battle between the two of them had happened say midway through Attack of the Clones where full fledged Jedi Knight Obi Wan Kenobi we might not had have had Chris- Chris- we might not have had Christopher Lee though if uh... I could deal with that. Really? I love I, that. Really? I love that. Oh, the dude, come on. Count Dooku's... Oh, he sucks. No, don't get me wrong. I like Christopher Lee. But he just... That character doesn't work for... The, the, the... What's funny is I like the character, like, say, like, in Clone Wars or in the comics. But in the actual films, he's just too old and stiff. And when they start doing the CGI, leaping around, doing yeah. flips, I'm yeah, like, yeah. come on, you know, he's going to break a hip, you yeah, know? he's 80 years old, yeah. Yeah, it just... It looks shit to me. I really don't like it at all. It's just amazing to me that, but I, he's, st- that he's still alive and still can play a rich-voiced badass in a movie. You know? Right. From, I mean, he was doing Dracula movies before we were born. Now see, here you've got the problem, too. You've got Deanna Troy's syndrome, where the mother has this weird, unplaceable accent, yet Jake Lloyd speaks like perfect, right. like, whatever... English and it's like, all right, how did how did ha- that happen exactly? You know. Well, I know she's Swedish and she's a big deal. Like she's an Oscar. She's been in like Ingmar Bergman movies and stuff. She's like Oscar-winning actress, and she's stiff as a board. And <laughs> they all are. You've got a boring yeah. conversation around a boring set piece about a boring subject yeah, and everybody's a block of wood. And yeah. that's, you know... And then they wonder why people bust on this. I mean, come on. you got to liven shit up like that. And his attempt at, at lightening things up was having fucking Jar Jar snatching apples yeah. with his tongue. It's like, no. How can you do this? Although that big head thing in the background it reminds me of a Disney set, uh, like when you go into a, like a a Disney ride and they have a mechanized thing, right? It looks like it doesn't really like. It's the fast pass for the pod race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I mean is, he's just got this thing, and, and, they, and it's it's like rigged to have the head on the head on it's moving, and I right. don't need to have that head moving in that oh, sort of mechanized yeah. way. Yeah. You know, it looks like. <laughs> Fly. 
You shocked the hell out of me that you like him. Oh, I think he's. I think he was a brilliant CG, like especially at the time. His his CG worked for me, and it was he was a brilliant character. He was goofy. Had a lot. He had. I mean, he's loaded with personality. He's got a little hidey hole for his tail to come out of, and his. It's just you know he's got a whole. He's got the the stubble and and he's a dick, you know. He's got more personality than anybody else we've got here. Uh, that's that. All right, I'll right? give you At that much. At this point much, in the yeah. story, as long as we're on tattooing, he's got the most personality of anybody. He, you know, there's something. Uh, and what's funny to though watch is, is when he's on the screen. It's funny as much as I really, really despise that character. When he turns up in Attack of the Clones, I was actually like, oh, that's kind of cool. I actually liked him in that one. Well, I like him in that one because he's kind of a dick in that, too. Right. And he's trying to be like, hey, Anakin, oh, Jedi made good as a Jedi. But at the same time, he's hoping the Anakin doesn't kill him because he's a slave. I think that's why I like that scene, and that scene works for me. Because you can actually see the fear on... on Watto's yeah, face, he's that, come back and, and yeah, when and, when Anakin and I just, sold his mom, and right. he's back, he's a Jedi, and I sold his mom. Oh shit! You right, know? yeah, because that I mean, with just that simple line of you know, I really like you to tell me where my mother is. It changes the entire scene. You can tell that Watto's like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, sure, okay, no problem, and uh-huh. don't, you know, don't kill me. One of these little huts is where David Banner's living on the run. That's that's where I picture like or uh, Bruce. I guess it's Bruce Banner in those movies. Bruce Banner. (sighs) Stupid, stupid. Did you notice the midichlorians got dropped like a hop? Well, my friend Mark, I was like, I hate that midichlorian thing. He goes, It's just a MacGuffin. He goes, That's that's a dead end. You won't hear anything else about the midichlorians. It's he's his theory was. The whole midichlorian thing was, and all this was to show how the Jedi were too technically bound at this point. How they were too science bound. And Isn't that Kenny Baker as the little Greedo there? I think, I think so. I read about that somewhere. He looks like crap, though. These little kids totally have the feel of, like, um, some Lucasfilm employee's kids getting a job. He should have brought in Spielberg to do all the kid scenes of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't until episode three when it was like, okay, here's my last chance to let Spielberg have a crack at some Star Wars. Well, we haven't even mentioned the fact of how completely stupid this is. What? That this kid's nine years old. There, there was... And they're going to let him go out and... Yeah. Come on. I don't. I never well, bought that I guess, and I, I never I guess will. life is cheap on tattooing. Stupid. Stupid, stupid. But, um, I mean, I can't remember if it was this one or episode two, but there was one that where there was talk where they were actually talking about Spielberg. I would love this movie if he got chewed up in that engine. <laughs> and I'd love to have somebody alter that in a fan edit where he goes, I find that Jar Jar creature to be fucking annoying. Yeah. I... There's some wonderful... I I really like a lot of the fan edits that were made of this. There was one where they redubbed Jar Jar's voice into, like, gibberish and gave him... I tried to watch that, but but the the gibberish 
sounded too like let's just scramble it in a computer. Yeah, but, but I liked what they were going. And, well, they gave him different dialogue. They made him a dignified creature, right? You know, with with meaningful dialogue instead of comedy relief. Some of those fan edits were really good. They cut out. There's they, like Dark Knight. There's a lot of things where they show something and then somebody comes in two seconds later and says it in dialogue. Especially at the beginning. There's a couple scenes where... You bet your ass it works. Now let's get you back to the future. It's okay, I'm blown. Have one of these? Oh, that's what I brought them out here for. We got a whole other box full of them. Fried donuts. They're awesome. Fried donuts with sugar. They're awesome in every way that midichlorians are not. (laughs) Hey, I'll be right back. Andy. You know, for slaves, these guys have a lot of downtime. Yeah, I, I sort of wonder what they do. <laughs> well, I know Anakin's a mechanic. I don't know what his mom does. Maybe we don't want to know what his mom does. I would have loved one scene of all these slaves getting together going, Swing low, sweet chariot. You gotta duck down. Turn around. <laughs> Pick a dilithium crystal. <laughs> that mean i don't know we're just filling time nobody knows <laughs> did you know what toes i see <laughs> <laughs> i like darth maul's ship <coughs> although i i could have done without the uh the homage. You know what? As he comes out of the front of that, I just realized that it looks like the front of a Klingon battle cruiser. Yes, it's the red light. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. This whole scene in the twilight. This is beautiful. I like this. I just I wish that his ship was not, you know, a, a purposeful callback to like Darth Vader's uh, experimental Tie Fighter. I, you know, I yeah. appreciated some of the the little homages they did, and then other ones I was like, okay, it's a little much, you know. What I like about what I, what I like about this is once Darth Maul is set into motion here, he don't he don't fuck around. He's no. out, you know. He's he it's boom. He's on him, and goddamn, you know. You, right. I wish he started chasing a lot earlier, like twenty minutes ago. That actually reminds me of the uh, the Hoth Basin. Yes. Know, yeah. That droid back there looked really bad. Well, I was gonna say there's there's a little bit of Matt looking yeah. to, to them. You could tell. Like you can see how the camera's tracking with them, and it's a it, to me it looks like a computer track rather than a a pan and scan track rather right. than a real camera move. And what is it with these horrifying, ugly aliens on on um, on tattooing? And when they they want to have like women tending to them, they're like. They're humanoids. <laughs> why don't they get like you know a hot? Du- why doesn't Sabalba have two hot Doug ladies, you know, tending to him? You'd think that would be a lot more appealing to him than. I guess these blue women are appealing to every kind of disgusting alien. <laughs> it's very human centric, you know. 
Right. I mean, humans should appear just as repulsive to, to him as as he appears to us. Well, I actually liked that. There was an explanation given. I, I'm not sure if it's the first or second one, but, you know, I'm reading that Han Solo trilogy right now, and there was a bit of an explanation given about why the Huts always have humanoid females around, and it's because they actually despise humanoids. Mm. And so it's like a, like a humiliation, yeah. power, trippy yeah. kind of thing, you know, where they... I don't know, but it, but it you know it makes a certain makes kind sense. of sense. In Sabalba's case, I don't know. I guess he's just got a thing for the blue chicks. Bon appetit. Prick. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what wizard? Oh God! He's the race, of course. God, she's hot. Fly catcher Amadala. She can catch my fly anytime. <laughs> that guy's cool looking. He looks like Ghost spacesuit. Rider. Yeah, he does. Space now, Rider. This is another one. Like when this first, like the first time I saw the pod race, I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. Thank God for Ben Burt giving every. Every pot a different noise because it was hard to tell. Now These I can follow are... it perfectly. But then I'm again, t- I'm, I'm, those guys are dude, just stupid. I could do without this entire sequence. I, I so could just you could just excise this. It looks like the fucking wacky racers to me. Well, th- th- I, that's okay as a tribute. To, I I like the tribute to the wacky racers. I wish the guy who was the announcer was like. Ooh, he had the same voice but was speaking in Hades or something instead of English, you know? Well, one of them is speaking Hades. Is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, one, one's in English, the other one's in Hades. But still, you don't need any but of their dialogue. None of their dialogue ridiculous. adds anything to it, so... Yeah, he's just stupid. That guy's right out of the wacky race. Yes, Look at him. he looks like the dog. He looks like he's like you give him a snack and he'd be like. Rrr. I like Quadranero. I don't know. And plus, I've raced this track a million times in video games. Right. So I know, like, and that's the great thing about it is Lucasfilm had this whole track mapped out. They just translated. Probably a lot of the same routines from the movie into the games. Right. So when you got the Pod Racer game, <coughs> you followed the whole track exactly right. like the movie. That was so awesome. See, I don't like the scoring in this part either. I think I really think this is one of second, Lucas's second poop joke, or not Lucas, but Williams rather. I think this is one of his absolute weakest pieces of Star Wars music right in this sequence. I just don't like it. It, it all like that's why I like the fan edits. They tightened all this stuff up like insanely, and it made the movie. It was like seeing episode two on the IMAX where they cut twenty five minutes out of it. It flew. It was right. awesome. 
And it's like, really, it's that easy to screw up a pod racer? And now every time I hear it, I think of Shag Matthews. <laughs> he keeps calling him Shag, which is, which is like an insult. That, or at least that's his insulting nickname for Anakin. Now, I would love to know what um, Qui-Gon's B-plot was here if, you know, if, if this didn't pan out. Qui-Gon th- could have actually had some little romance with, with Anakin's mom. She seemed to be sort of like, hmm. Well, I could have dealt with that, too, as if they'd had it where where he was the father... Like, like, say this was in, you know, Anakin wasn't even in this part, where this was all like, you know, they end up stranded on this planet, and he ends up getting it on with her, and then later on, Anakin is born out of that, he right. meets Obi-Wan, says, you know, I'm dying, or whatever, raise my child, you know, I could deal with that much better than, than a lot of this. I don't know, it's, it's not that I hate it, it's just there's... It just needs some serious tinkering. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he needed to think out his script a lot better. That's where he told. That's where he told her. I know you're the queen. You think so? Yes. Oh yeah. I don't know. No, no. He, he's he's. There's another scene. Where, there's another scene in here where. I mean, and when, when she finally reveals who she is and everybody goes, he, go, he, he sort of just goes, he sort of looks at Obi-Wan like, eh, I told you. <laughs> well, he knows right there. He was telling her, the queen trusts me. And, and, and he was just toying with her. He was, he was messing with her. I don't think so. But. And she, and she, that's why she goes, you assume too much. And, he's, and it's like, no, actually, he knows you're the queen and he's telling you, fuck you right there, basically. And, and, and the way he did it too, sort of bent over with his head cocked right in her face too. Well, instead of his cock head right in her face, I guess that would have been rude. Dream on. It's a different movie, Scott. <laughs> now, a lot of the beats with Jabba came off false with me, like where he knocks the creature off, right. and it's sort of. Although in the editing room, they made that like part that. I, I wondered about this whole deal. Why they? Well, see, this is why why they had to have the whole thing of where he stalled out. You know, they added too much to this part, right? Because right, you know, we should have making... jumped right into this, right into the race. You know, well, no, not I could have dealt with this if they hadn't made the the plot element of he he's never even finished a race. Right, that adds too much. I mean. There, there's a point where, you know, Amidala's right. He's being way too reckless. He's putting way too much of an investment in this kid who's never even finished a race before. That he's going to win now? Yeah, well, I think there's... I think Qui-Gon... Qui-Gon might be in touch with the, the fate side of the Force because he's so... Ah, uh, come on. You know. I think it would have been better... Yeah, there's a lot of fate in the Star Wars movies. Right, no, I, I understand. There's Ara Singh. Yeah. I think that would have been better. This would have worked better if instead of making that po- plot point of 
gee, I've never even finished a race. You know, he was talking before about his crash speeder, and you know, he was doing, you know, he was racing the other race. What if the story had been, God damn it, I was this close to winning this thing. I'm really, really good, and and I, I got wrecked. You know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. give me a chance. I know I can beat him. I know I can, I can finish the, I can win. That would have worked. I would have believed that. Like, oh, well, all right. You know, if he says he was that close, then give the kid a chance. I think there should have been a point in this where Qui Gon was like, you know. Am, am I wrong? You know, am I, am I yeah. really putting too much of our fate in this kid's hands? That I mean, I, that element of not ever having finished just—it's—it's it's too much. It's too much of a stretch. I did like seeing the uh, Tuscan Raiders. That was kind of cool. I love the shots where you see the light reflecting off. <laughs> where you have the, uh, you, you have the the. The reflection, you know, the fake reflection of the light off the the sand, you know. Right. The, the, yeah. I want to call it. What, what do they call that when uh, mirage. mirage? The mirage of. Yeah. And he keeps saying "qué pasa." He's speaking, speaking Spanish. You know, what gives? What gives? What gives? tired of over the years is r dialogue is constantly recycled. Yes. They don't yes. seem like they create new R2-D2 dialogue yes. ever and it's, that really drives me crazy. I'm of, the, I'm of the opinion that every R2 line should be an original line because otherwise, you know... Unless he's saying the same thing. Right. Unless it's something like he has a bunch of them and like droids can understand it because there's undertones in it and stuff but that doesn't that doesn't fly because there's humans who understand like Luke knows what R2 is saying sometimes right he has conversations with him where he responds to a line that R2 says what I would love is to see like R2 translated sometimes to see the actual words that he's saying you know right This now the now the CG of this stands up. This is just right. like this has some primal yeah I, li- I do like primal this. feel to you know but this is George Lucas's <laughs> I love that <clears throat> this is George Lucas's you know Whoa. forte right here it's the race you know and this makes total sense to me the first time I saw that I didn't know what the hell was going on you know. That's a neat. Shows that he keeps his cool under under yeah. pressure. But I'll tell you what, like, like kids, people don't give kids enough credit. Kids are badass. Like, you know, that's why like your kids can sit down and route me on any video game, ever. You know, they they don't have that fear. You know, of like. 
It's of, not that I doubt his gap, ability to do something like it's. It's the problem of you know how irresponsible is it to put a fucking nine year old at the wheel of one of these right. things, slave or not? You know, it, it seems like somebody somewhere would be up in arms about that. You know, well, especially at this point, since like he really, you know, I mean. Right now, he's just keeping her safe and trying to get off this world. The universe is not in danger right now. He's not on some, like, time mission where we got to get to saving the universe, Who? you know? Qui-Gon. Yeah, he is. The fucking Nab- the, the Nab- Naboo are being slaughtered. So? <laughs> that was my whole point. Is Yeah, yeah I realized that, like, the fate of the Republic's not at stake. But this whole goddamn planet's depending on him getting her to wherever the whatever the hell they're doing, whatever the plot was supposed to be here, and they took time out to fucking go to NASCAR. It's like, come on. You see what they should? I mean, what? Literally, how do you get off tattooed? You find a Han Solo. Right. That's what they should have done. Is found themselves a Han Solo. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Said, hey, look. Flies back you, to Coruscant, and, yeah, and we'll, I, we'll hook you up in Coruscant, you know? Well, I mean, he's, it showed he's already willing to sacrifice her ships to tell him, you know, I'll give you this ship as collateral, and when we get to Naboo, you know, I, I'll give you the hookup. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it would be like if you had a CIA, CIA or FBI agent show up and say, hey, look, you got to get me back, and the U.S. government will hook you up. You would believe them. You'd say, okay, you're right, because that's how that works. I know? love the sound of his oh, yeah. pod racer. That's cool. Ben Burt. Ben Burt. Is the most consistent thing throughout all of Star Wars. Out of everything, Ben Burt has not done, not done us wrong for a second. And God knows what this movie, what these movies would have been without him. You know, it's it's a good thing George Lucas got his magical combination of people together right in Star Wars, right, and kept them. You know, kept Ben Burt, kept John Williams. You better watch where you're going, kid. Oh, let's just plug this in here. <laughs> in those scenes there where he's making that face, he looks like Ralphie from the Christmas story. Well, I know they should have they should have just taken a big fan and blow it on so he had that like centrifuge lips you know what I yeah. mean that would have been really cool you know and I think that's what they're going for but yeah this was spectacular on the big screen oh yeah at, at first and I think another thing that that, that that made this movie disappointing was the goddamn wonderful preview that they showed for it four months before, you know, or six months before it came out, which seemed dead serious. Right, you know, It had yeah. not a hint of humor in it. Right. It looked like it was a serious sci-fi movie, and I remember going, oh my God, yeah. this is going to Well, be... to this day, if I see that, it makes me want to bust the movie out and watch it again, because it does, it does look really, really epic and dire and... Yeah, I remember when uh, and beautiful. He picked really beautiful scenes, to, and it, and it, and it's mysterious. He just shows just enough of things. I mean, I remember pouring over every frame of it, and then when you got a lighter movie than that, it just didn't, you know. Right. It didn't. It didn't mesh up with what your imagination was putting together. I love this. I love 
I love the way the engine. I blow love up. this except for one right there. I hate that. Really, every, I like that. that every looks... guy that wiped out in this, it showed that you know it, it give it did a very cartoony like in cartoons for example. There's there's some I don't forget what it is Batman or something where he throws guys out of a fucking airplane and you're like oh they're dead and then a minute later it shows them like floating in the sea and you're like, oh they're okay. Yeah, and this—that's exactly what this pod race sequence does. Is every one of the fucking guys that wipes out, then two seconds later we get a clip of them like skidding to a halt and going, "Son of a bitch!" Except for the guy goes and blows up. (laughs) I guess. Huh? But uh, yeah. See, I could have done without the Jabba thing. It's it's the A team effect. In the old A team show, there would be a bunch of bad guys chasing the A team. They would fucking hang out in the back of their van with submachine guns, riddle the bad guy's car with, with bullets. The bad guy's car would flip over, blow up, and then they'd dub in the voice of somebody going, Fred, you okay? Yeah, you yeah, okay? Exactly. You know, yeah, I know. To, just to make sure the kiddies that were watching it knew were that nobody died. Yeah, exactly. They were traumatized, but then the kiddies were thinking, wow, you can crash a van and blow it up and be okay. Use the wind of me. <laughs> I love the word swindled anyway. I, I'm glad. Play with the bowl, you get the orange, man. <laughs> exactly. It's the same. It's the same, yeah. There's a lot of goofy shit walking by in the background in this movie. Did you notice that? Take him. Fuck you. I don't like him anyway. He's a shit actor. Take him. Yeah. Keep sitting around all the girls. I'm sick of that angel line. I call these creatures the dick noses. <laughs> dick nozzles. Obi-Wan really needs more to do in this movie. Yeah. He's an infinitely better actor and more interesting character than, than most anybody else in this movie. And he gets so little to do. He gets his one great, the one great scene where it's like Obi Wan Kenobi meet Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I do like that. You know that. I mean, and when you saw that in the preview, it was just like, yes, yes, Obi Wan Kenobi meet Anakin Skywalker. Yes, I like that, but I, I still think that they should be about the same age. I really wish yeah. they were more of contemporaries. You know, that would have been interesting if there was a little kid Obi Wan, but. What would a little kid do? No, be no, no, no. I mean that, that Anakin, that Anakin was, older. was older. I mean, I realized that, that he wanted, right from the he get-go. He wanted to show him as, uh, as, as an innocent kid, you know? I mean, I realized that right from the get-go in the very first movie that, that Obi-Wan does clearly say that he taught Anakin. But still, I, I think it has to do with the line of you know when I met when I you know when I first met him he was already a great pilot and all that. I just I had the feeling that they were more like like buddies, you know that right. they were close to the same age and that that Obi Wan had no, discovered this guy. No, I, with I like, pictured the events of Episode Three as being that when right. he was talking about that when they're you know the first scene in Episode Three. Right, that's yeah. the. Like he had, like he had but met he this is guy. Already a great, I mean, he he he. Yeah, he, but he's fucking nine years old, and he's it's just ah. Oh. And also the kid thing with Yoda that explains when Yoda meets Luke and he goes, "He's too old," you know. Right. 
which I, means I, maybe I, not too old to be a Jedi, but too old maybe for Yoda because Yoda would give him like three to five more years, and I could buy all of this much. You know, say if he was like ten to fifteen, or not ten, uh, twelve rather, like twelve to fifteen. I got. Ooh, but Jake Lloyd's old enough, so if we meet him, we can kick his ass, can't we? But see, I got nothing against Jake yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, I know. Because I, I actually feel really bad for yeah, him. Yeah, because if I were a little you know? kid, I would love to be in a Star Wars movie. Because I, I don't think any of this is actually his fault to no. where he could lay it at his feet. He's, he's too young. He's inexperienced. You know, that video he put out not long ago where he was talking about that, I actually felt bad for him. I really did. Why, does he get a lot of shit? Oh, you didn't see that? No. It's it's good. You should watch it. Because he's, he's totally got the Wesley Crusher thing going yeah. on where people fucking hate him. And he's kind of like, hey, look, I can understand how you feel, but I was a kid, you know? And I was a shitty kid. Take it you up know? with George. That's yeah, what exactly. That's that's pretty much you know that was his whole thing. He seems to take it with with you know pretty well. But at the same rate, I walked away from it going, "Damn, I actually, I'd be like this. Fuck you. I'm in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the worst thing in Star Wars? Yes, but you know I what? I hate that I'm in too. Star Wars. That's the only, uh, to my recollection, that's the only time you ever see from the character's eyes in a Star Wars movie, and I hate that. I really don't like that. Uh, yeah, it's out of place. Well, there's uh, there's all sorts of firsts in these. In the, in, not in this one, but in uh, episode two, there's zooms. Yeah, yeah, that never shitty saw, one on the battlefield. Saw, never saw zooms before. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of zooms in that ba- in that last. Yeah, battle. I don't like that. It I like how they look, but it doesn't look Star Wars. Exactly. But I like how it looked, but it didn't. You know, it wasn't in the light. The language of Star Wars is straightforward cinema editing, camera on a tripod. Sometimes it moves to keep with the the stuff, but it's you know, it's like close up, mid shot, long shot, and and the, the wipes. The wipes are the big thing. And sometimes in this he tried too hard. <laughs> ass wipes. <laughs> well there's a, there's one ass wipe right there. I need to get a copy of that that one sheet that shows him walking away in the shadow as Darth Vader. I That's, always wanted to. I got that, of that poster before the movie came out. Somebody gave me. I've got that poster. I used to have a great room that had the wall was the same color as the tattooing wall in that, and I put it up in there, and it was awesome. I loved it. I looked over at my wife while we were watching this, and she was bawling. Really? Yeah. I like the music and I like what they were going for, but the scene just it doesn't quite. Well, he's come got his like backpack me. for school. It's like a, you know, <laughs> it looks like a little kid going off to. It's like going off to his first day of kindergarten. You know, I bawled when I went on my first day of kindergarten. <laughs> it never worked for me that Anakin never came back. I think for it's his sweet mother. that your wife's ball, balls at Star Wars. At least she's not like that crazy woman. Have you seen that video? The, the cries and everything. Cries at the end they, of Return of the Jedi. Was well, like, that guy, that guy's been taking. Vi- it's his girlfriend, and he's been taking videos with every movie. And she's just like, something, "It's dude. so sad." <laughs> he's got like ten movies, and he shows her movies. And again, like, get down. See, this is what I love: is when he strikes, he's just you know, it's like when he strikes, he's CG. <laughs> this whole sequence is awesome. Awesome. I love the long, long shot of them fighting. It's just... 
Although it's funny, you, they haven't got the Jedi battle. Maybe they didn't want to show like a real Jedi battle. I love that long shot where you can yeah. just see the lightsabers. I love it. I love this whole sequence. It's it, it is. It's made. good. It is really good. And they don't show too much of like how they fight. It's all shot in that close-up medium shot. That looks like shit. It looks like shit now, but it was really... I mean, in the movie theater, you could see him standing on the gangplank as it went up in the distance. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Are there no weapons? They don't have weapons on that ship, do they? I don't think so. I think it's, yeah, like a... I like that all those... I love that that chair. It's a totally useless... It's a totally useless Star Wars thing, you know? I love it when you and I look at the same thing and and have completely different uh, opinions. Oh, I I was about this close to go... It's the equivalent of a walker. The walker is the stupidest military... You know, thing that you can ever, but it looks cool. It's just this point that these guys are so like lazy and pompous right. that they have chairs that walk them around. You beat me to it by like half a second because I was just going to say that, that looks sucks. like shit. What I like is when Jar Jar is sleeping, I like how his feet are, you know, his toes are twitching. I'm sorry, I don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Are people going to die? That was one of the greatest moments of the South Park movie. What? Where they, the battle at the end and the black guy looks over and someone goes, You are people going to die? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh, it's awesome. Is that in the bigger, longer... Yeah, it's uncut That movie. was out after this? Yeah, I thought it was well before this. No. I need to watch it again. That's then. an awesome, awesome, I know, maybe awesome I, I might movie. not even have finished that now that I think about oh it. Maybe that's God. why I didn't see it. I don't know that I finished that movie. It's where you get to hear Cartman go, Pink fucker, butt fuck, Streisand! Yeah, see, that, that's, I think that's why I never made it through that movie. Because it had the opening thing with the uncle fucker thing. And I was like, you know, I don't really need to watch That was this. a wonderful thing in the movie theater. Because I saw that on one of those free sneak previews. Here, look, I've got this crappy little clay thing that I won at the fair. Um, but the, at the beginning of that movie, they had that uncle fucker sequence, and you see the people and all the little she kids ends are up like, buried with it, though. Yeah, I know. That's that's sad. See, the thing is with this is that all right, it's creepy again, thinking where they're go- they're headed. Well, you know? exactly because. How can you know? I know and, I'm gonna they, take dispense of it in episode two, where she goes, "I always think of you as that little kid." Right. And stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna take such shit from people for saying this, but I like the dynamic between her and Anakin in the second and third movie. I really do. Really? I like all the scenes between the two of them. I like their dynamic. However, wow. it's hard for me to stomach when I go back and watch this one because she's. So much older than him. Yeah. How could she ever end up falling in love with him if what she says is true that she always thinks of him as that shitty little kid actor from the first yeah, movie, yeah. you know? It just it doesn't follow through. Now this I actually liked. I like Coruscant. I think oh, I like Coruscant. the idea of it is really cool. 
I like seeing uh, General Zod, however briefly, in this, too. Kneel before Valorum! <laughs> He's not that much of a badass in this one, though. <laughs> he could have used some Zod lessons in... He ends up getting blowed up. And too. I love that. Uh, I love that. Imper- the, the, the there guard, he is. Yeah, the guard back there with the, the ornate headpiece. That looks like something out of Flash Gordon, you know, out of the Hawkman. Right, like, yeah. Hawkman area, part of Mongo or whatever, you know. <laughs> and it's sort of. And, and the Red Imperial Guards, it's sort of, you know. Right. I like Actually, she, standing there I looking like that. I like that she wears a fucking. Turkey buzzard on her head, though. That's pretty cool. He looks a lot like that new character in the Clone Wars. That what's his name, Pre Visla? Yeah, or the 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 Mandalorian dude. Did nobody notice that Jar Jar walks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo? Oh yeah, totally. Come on, Scoob. What? What did he say? Pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, what do you say before that? The queen's being pretty nice, Misa thinks. Oh, okay. Oh, is he saying he had the hot swore? No, I don't know. I don't think he said pretty hot. That's that was oh, just okay. being a jerk. No, I thought that's what he said actually. Now there was just a little lens flare in there. That was awesome. <laughs> Hear that's J.J. Abrams. Just a little bit of lens flare once in a while. If I had just come from a desert planet, at the first opportunity, I'd be changing my clothes. And I also say, the the other two movies, once you know what's up with this guy and stuff, it makes some of these scenes just a little more palatable. You know, where you know that, like, where in this movie you're like, why are these people doing these random things, you know? Why is she wearing a doily on her head? That's exactly. what I want to know. This and whole thing weird with, headless statues in the background are so like creepy, subliminal creepiness. I never noticed that till now. That he's got headless statues in his in his office. This whole thing of her changing into a different Geisha girl outfit like every two minutes it is really it's annoying. And what it's is stupid. the point? Of I that? think the point of it honestly was so that Lucas could have something to sell little girls and I'm a dollar doll with. With a, a shitload of different outfits, there was you know? one like that too. There yeah. was a, there was basically a makeup Barbie that was a that was an Amidala, yeah. and you could change her into all. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. It, it was, uh, it, I think he really tried to like. I don't know if it's a situation he tried to remedy, if it was a story situation or a marketing <laughs> situation he tried to remedy. But I think she was like, she's more of a fashion plate because you could sell more stuff with her figure. You know, I'm going to be cynical about it. This was another thing that drove me nuts. I've come to accept this now. All Samuel, these guys are cool as hell, by the way. I love the Jedi Council, especially this movie's I Jedi don't, Council. I don't, Although I, don't I like think him. Yoda looks like crap in this. Well, it's, this is what, when I went to see this with my roommate, she hates the puppet Yoda. She's just like, bad puppet, bad puppet. But I loved all the Jedi guys. But my problem with this original... Samuel Jackson is shit in this movie. He comes to his no, own... No, I like him. I hate, no, how, no, no. I hate how he's a prick. He goes, no, we will not. Right. You know, it's just like, 
you know, fuck well, you. Oh, he's man. supposed to be a he's supposed to be a hard. I love Ariel. No, he's I don't want cool him to. Hell, at man. this point, it was like, yes, I know Samuel Jackson wanted to be it, and I thought it was really cool that he like sort of inserted himself into it, but I didn't want him to be, you know, Pulp Fiction like badass. I want him to be a badass on the battlefield, but not a prick at the Jedi right. Council. No, no, we have not. But what bugged me about this, I didn't like the fact that Yoda was a known entity. I didn't like the fact that somewhere there were records of Yoda. Like, he'd actually been on this same planet where Palpatine came to power. I just, I always had the impression from The Empire Strikes Back that he was an unknown element. You know, like, he was just... You know, this this weird guy where you had to go to the secret hidden swamp planet to get trained by him, you know? Not that he was part of this big bureaucratic machine and there was this Jedi facility where everybody went and trained, like a Jedi school. I just... I I like the fact, though, that, you know, once you start watching all these after seeing them as a group, you start seeing Yoda might might have known exactly what was going on. All through this, I don't know. He there's there's lots of looks. Did he she changed her clothes yeah. again. Well, look at look at look at the wardrobe she's got with her. Hey, at least she's got a a figure in her room with tits and a head. It looks like the the girl robot from Metropolis. Yes, yes. Now go away. Let's go to the mushroom and worship. Like I said, I've come to I've come to accept it. I've come to like a lot of these. But these, I'm just, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to put myself back ten years to what were the things where I walked away from this movie not liking, and that was a big one, was the fact that Yoda was part of the establishment because I never got that impression from The Empire Strikes Back. I liked the idea I, that I, it took I never the ghostly the, Je- the Jedi being so organized and exactly you know, that's what I mean. That's, having that's, their Jedi ca- the, exactly you know, that's my a sort that's of, my point exactly. You know, library and stuff. I pictured them like Buddhist monks. You know, yeah. Maybe you'd go to a you had to go to the exactly, and then you'd find because the that's Jedi that's exactly what Luke does. It takes the ghostly to go on vision Jedi of Ben Kenobi journey. to come to him and say. Look, dude, go to this secret planet that nobody knows about and find yeah. this guy and get trained. Yeah. You would have, I like you'd that. You have to go on the hero's yeah. quest to be a Jedi. You and have to climb the mountain. Instead, yeah. here it's like, ah, oh, well, let's see. You get a blood test when you're a kid and you got a big... Exactly. Count and, they, and, 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 the, and the Jedi show up to take your kid away from you. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I love that they have the little Jason robot flying around in the background there, too. Well, this, the, like, all this stuff was, this was kind of cool when I first saw it because you got the Wookiees and the ETs and stuff like that to catch in the background. I still haven't but spotted goes, an ET in this. I know he's in there somewhere. Oh, there's I, a whole bunch of them. We'll see. It's during. That's a bad map right there. Yeah. How fucking long would these Senate hearing things go on if every one of these seats in there is had a, a planet? Had a, had a piece to say. Yeah. yeah. I like that line. The only problem was, was that, you know, as much as I'm like really not interested in all their politics and everything, I remember instantly locking on to that line of, 
I was not elected, and I was like, wait a minute, isn't she a queen? She's a queen. Who the fuck elects a queen? Yeah. I'm trying to see the point where the where the ETs. He's like, there they are, right down oh, there. Oh the yeah. Okay. Corner. Yeah. He's like, damn, I wish I had Ursa and Nan with me. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> she looks like she's just gonna start busting out crying. She's like, like yeah, she her, does actually. Yeah, she really does. She's got her bottom lip bit. Maybe it's that weird makeup that makes it look like that. Yeah, that's totally what uh, what Valorum's thinking. Is you assholes wouldn't have talked to me like this before I lost my superpowers. Uh-huh. I like that shot too. Just a little, little tiny, tiny little bit of lens flare right there. You can you can see though, like as a movie, like in, in episode two, how the traffic in Coruscant even got more congested and more ran. You know, had more. It wasn't like. A series of straight lines, and you know there was stuff moving at different. You know, this although we can't hear it very well right now because I got the volume turned down. The music in this part is my favorite yes. piece of music from this soundtrack because it's just it's the quiet moments and it and, matches the lighting. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love this this um, assemblage of the Jedi Council because some of these members change out. Some of these guys die. Yeah. In between this movie and the next one. So some of the council members change, but I really like this you particular got Mac one. Ton- Mac tonight over there. <laughs> Mac tonight. <laughs> I really don't like how he looks in this. There's something different about his face. That it's just... his. They put less wrinkles on him and more hair. They made. They were making. They, I remember they made a big deal of it. This is a younger Yoda. Well, you know what? He's not really that much. Yeah, younger. come on. I mean, when I mean, he's, he's nine hundred so, years right. old, you know what difference? Twenty, is 20 years, years is make? not gonna. Yeah, you don't go bald in twenty years or when you're when you're. That's great. I love the music in that part. I like that it does take a moment to every once in a while give you a little slow. Jesus, yeah, she changed little... her clothes again. Huh? Yeah. You're so shit is what you are. Yeah, you're quite the warrior. <laughs> we said not dying without a fight. We said frogs. Now, I wish Jar Jar had just been like bumbling around the battle that he did in the end. He doesn't have to be the lynch pin of the victory, you know? Right. He is, I think he's the best actor in oh, this whole yeah. trilogy. Um, well, no, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he's one of the he more has, sincere, that's well, for he sure. he has the best part in this whole thing. I don't know. I still, he gets to strut his, I mean, in this I one, I still got to give it, it up back. to you and McGregor, because his well, Kenobi yeah. convinces His I mean, Kenobi is, I mean, he pulled the essence of Alex, Alex Guinness without... Being like, I'm going to copy Alec Guinness, you know? Right. He just got, yeah, in episode three where he goes, hello there. When he let, It's just like, ah. Oh. What I like about his Kenobi is that it settles for me the question of who was the best Jedi. Because he's clearly, to me anyway, he's clearly the greatest Jedi Yet with absolutely no trace of arrogance at all. Right. He just simply is. And, well, he's got he's got some humor to him. Too. Right, he, yeah. He views things with humor and personality. Right. 
and and we saw traces of that. Yeah, we saw all, traces of that with Alec Guinness, where right. he might have been the wizened old you know Jedi wizard, but at the same he was rate, smirking at stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. But R2 would do something; he'd be like, hey, oh. "Yeah, he had a he had he a was, sense of humor and a wink in it." You know, well, like, he was also now it's retroactive, but he was smirking at the like you know it's like oh my god, this robot's back, right? You know. No, we're not. Because you know what? He's a shit actor. I, I, yeah. I, you see, I, I, at that point, I was like, okay, Samuel Jackson, you're trying too hard to make your line stand out because it's your line in the movie and you want to be in Star Wars. I, I don't know, no, man. See, having oh, no I, idea I, I, I can the, feel the, completely the, different. I feel like he's he's great because he's supposed to be the stern. Yeah, because I mean, I've worked for people that well, are, act exactly well, the way he's acting right here. That right. He's just being a prick to be a prick. I don't know prick. about Yoda's sideburns in this either. <laughs> <laughs> Mutton chops here. But yeah, uh, well, it works better. In, I'm talking more of when I first saw it. Right, and right. Like, in episode two, when, okay, he earns his badass badge in episode two because he gets into the, into the thick of things and fucking kicks a lot of ass. But see, this thing with the Jedi Council, this is totally the the scene on the executor with the with the bounty hunters from Empire. For me, in the prequels, is, is the parts with the Jedi Council. Because you get just snippets of some of these people, but then the stories that got fleshed out later with them, some of them were great right. characters. Well, that's you know? a lot. That's a, a lot of the stuff. A lot, this is seeming less boring. And I remember when, after I saw this movie and I'm thinking... This is going to be a better movie after we've seen two and three. Right. Because we're going to know a lot better. And it is slightly. It does improve, you know, because you know, you know, you know where a lot of these going. Right now, I would say we're about 10 minutes too late, 10 minutes late for a set piece chase action sequence. Yeah. There, yeah. There, yeah. There, there's just been too much time I, in I a Star Wars that. movie to, you know, I mean, a Star Wars movie it's a is lot a collection of, of set piece set pieces with enough story in between to keep the story moving but to get you to each set piece and there was supposed to be a whole scene in here with R2's with where R2 goes off the edge and then come, and where you find out he's got the the jets oh really yeah there was supposed to be a scene where he he drops off the edge of one of these like and 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 he's like R2 and he comes back up and then they decided Ah, uh, they weren't sure whether he they wanted him to have rockets at that point, huh. or if they wanted us to know he had oh, rockets. No, at that he's point. talking about him. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I'm buying. <laughs> it's funny because the midichlorians are right out of. He ripped that off from this book called The Wind of the Door, which was a, a sequel to. Uh, um, Behind a wrinkle, a wrinkle in time, <laughs> and where this kid, where a little kid is dying, and his sister actually has to go into him, into his cells, and his mitochondria are alive. They're basically what midichlorians are, and it's almost the same word, you know. Right. So I think that's where he got it from. He was probably reading a wind in the, the door to his kids. Bah, 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 bah. Where's it going? Good, stay there, you dumbass. 
And, and why don't they just take Jar Jar home, drop him off in the swamp, and be done with it? Yep, exactly. All right, see you, dude. Your adventure's over. Yep. It's been real, but get the fuck out of here. I like this, too, because they're walking, and I'm like, where the fuck is it? You know, the projector? Why is he Why is he walking with him? And then it, and then it, it lets you think about that long enough, and then it cuts back to see the... The walking projector. Now, base. see the walking projector thing. I like. I thought that was actually kind of cool, but the walking chair was just kind of. Well, it, it just says that these guys like walking technology for some reason. <laughs> I like that. Guy. That guy visually. <laughs> that guy visually reminds me of a character actor you like from Star Trek movies. Anakin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you ever heard of a Roman bath? He reminds that guy looks like a, a guy from a Star Trek movie. You know? Yeah, he does. Yeah. But that's what I'm going to do. But actually, you can fight a war because you're a Jedi and you do it quite often, and you're going to be doing it by the next movie. I like that picture music. Yeah. When this movie moves, it moves correctly, you know? It, it has the beats, the rhythm. But still, still we're, it's going to be a while. Right there. Yep. There is no room for that ship to duck down into those trees. This one, they might have actually filmed them outside. And then matted them over a fake outside. Because that looks like real sunlight on them. And again, it could be a bunch of people waving some tree limbs in front of a light. But it's got a very real sunlight look to it. They look like they're outside. I love you. I know. He's a much better actor, too. Fake, fake, fake! They are all gone. They got the hell out of this movie. <laughs> huh? Meanwhile, they're like, okay, Jar Jar thinks we've moved away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can move back in. Yeah, we'll show Mr. you the secret place. Let's... <laughs> they already hate me. I might as well reveal our secret hiding place. <sighs> That's kind of cool. I wonder if that was an homage to... It's a call uh, back to, to Dagobah. Yeah. That was cool. Of the Naboo. Now watch the look. Now watch the look that... Oh, now that, is this that, Kira Knightley here? That may be. Yes. So that you can see, you can, now I can tell the difference between them. Yeah. It took me a while to... You know, it took me years to... But look at the look that... Qui-Gon gives... Well, I know what you're talking about. It's just I don't quite buy that the scene that you were referring to earlier, you know, with him saying, you know, the, the queen... I don't know that I buy that he had figured it out yet at that point. Oh, he was just fuck. I am I am convinced he was just fucking with her. He was... He, he knew that she couldn't say, well, I'm the queen, and I did not approve that. He said that to, to make her sit there and go, Urgh. I am Queen Amidala. Huh? 
I am Spartacus. The fuck? Told you. Huh? I am so passionate about this too, pleading my case. But then again, maybe they train their. I must say to that I really like Natalie Portman on her knees. Can I just say that? She's too skinny for me. I like her in. I like. I. I thought she was kind of hot in her episode two ripped outfit in the in the gladiator ring in her skin tight outfit. Oh yeah, cause yeah, she's yeah yeah. She's got a couple more years on yeah. her. She's got a little. She's fleshed out a little bit. I don't. I don't go for the real scrawny actresses type. And the Gungans. Can they just talk normally? Like adults, please? like adults, like yeah. He was making. Oh, he, George Lucas was up his kid's ass for this movie. He was making this for his kids. He, he was divorced, you know, and it was his family was his kids at that time. So he was. I guess. So he had to put his fat daughter in the other movie. Wait a minute! What the hell did Darth Maul get there? It's graceful. I love how uh, Ian McKellen, like... Damn, I liked him. I he, wish... He, God, he, he, should, he really should have stuck around for one more movie. Because, you know, now that, now that we hit upon that idea, I like that idea more and more that it, that it would be Darth Maul and not Darth um, Tyrannus. Yeah, or they should have brought... Um, uh, what's his name with the... Um... um with the four lightsabers. Oh, Grievous. Uh, yeah. Grievous said earlier. <sighs> Stupid. Yep. Although I like the I like the vehicle with the dome on top. That's a very UFO his, looking. His clothes look very fake. Boss Nass. Uh huh. Too CGI looking. I like that. Alright, your diagram doesn't work when your model moves. I'm already lost and confused. <laughs> Everybody remember to bat- pack your Batman utility belt because we're going to need grapple guns. Yeah, yeah. What? She looks tired, like she needs some sleep. <sighs> All right, negative Nancy. Can we yeah, get on exactly. with the goddamn battle already? Right. We're, 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 we're 20 minutes late for a set piece. <laughs> at least they give us three set pieces at once. Yeah. And, and Although that was one of them is like really, really shit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But that was also something that was driving people nuts, is having those three set pieces cut together and and whether that worked or not. And I think it works now. It didn't. And Darth Maul looks really short and stumpy there, too. <laughs> All of them. Now, in the original preview, I liked this scene of oh, them coming out of the just mist. Awesome, but it had the right music under yeah. it too, you know. But it did. Well, it had all originals because you had school. no idea what this was representing, you know. Yeah. And I just had visions of like Dagobah or something, you know. Yeah. I really had no idea what it was. Well, I liked. I was just like, oh yes, we haven't had a big green. You know, world with grass on it. It's Star Wars. It makes sense. We have a city, you know. This is just a little bit too much video game cutscene for me now, though. It now just, it is. It looks a but little But I think a lot of video game cutscenes have ended up like this because of the computer technology they started in this. But yes, this is total video game cutscene. But I like the idea of the huge shield that's sort of like. It, it just sort of, the bigger it is, I get the feeling is the bigger that shield is, the more diffused right. the power is. So it just slow, you know, the, it, it'll stop energy beams because it can diffuse them, but a droid can walk right through it. Like Yet the they're little effects. shields that they have. That sound of the deflections hitting yes. is really cool. And I love all these scenes in the city. That's. Laser pointers, really? Really? You, you don't, they, they don't have any kind of communicators that they can... All right, listen, Annie, stay out of the way and don't get shot. I don't know why the hell I brought you with me, but don't yeah. get shot, okay? Yeah, yeah. I love That's that. That's cool. That's how Battlefront starts. It just, it, it has the feeling of, like, they're playing, though. I, you love know, this, I love this shot, too. I love any of those shots out the windows. But just the way they run, they're not covering themselves. No, because they're, not... they're running They're running on a blue screen. George Lucas, okay. George Lucas was like, you got to get from here to here. Right. I mean, there's not enough they shock and cover, you know. Right. It just, there's no, it doesn't look threatening. really don't like this part. This is this is where this is where this is just really stretching it how they get Anakin in a in a in a uh, God damn it, why can't Anakin steal in, in the in the fan edit, my favorite of the two fan edits, my favorite one, he steals it. He says fuck it, he doesn't go, it's taking off, it's under remote control. He takes it, he goes, he's like, I'm gonna go fight. That's what a real little kid would do. Would say, especially a kid that was a pilot, you know, he'd be like, "All right, I got a ship." You know, why do they make him? Why do they make him mind the Jedi all the time? He's Anakin Skywalker. He's right. going to become Darth Vader. There's no problem with his character taking the ship and going up and winning this battle. But they have to, for some reason, See, I don't George, like any of this part right here because it's just it's the it's the uh, it's the obligatory. Obligatory. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. The obligatory Star Wars space battle. It's too much like other Star Wars space battles. It doesn't have enough of a different feel to it. 
stupid. And they made this dumbass in command yeah. of the battle. I mean, yeah. come what on. Did he, uh, what did he do, really? All he's been is sort of a guide for the Jedi. He hasn't done anything brave. He was just there to impart... I like these... I like... That's cool. Rock! But this was a very exciting in the preview, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. It was just like, oh, shit. That was before we knew droids were, were more like cannon fodder. Come on. I like how they have to force their way through the ship. Yeah, they just have to, they have to cool. tip their shoulders into it to get the, the cool. thin point in. It does. That looks really cool. I like how they twitch, too, as they get, as they short out. But once again, in the kitty aspect of it, it's just like, we have to have droids so it's not people getting killed en masse. Food group. <laughs> Meat and vegetables group. That's a bad... But I... But I... But I... But I... Don't call me but I. Stay in that hair ship. Lip, hair lip. He... What, That's cool. when, when you do those cutoff lines where someone cuts you off, you keep talking. But I right. was going to, and, you know, right, and then exactly. you stop when they when the actor talks. But Lucas aimed a camera and <coughs> say, "But I." <laughs> uh, this now we're now we're starting to okay. Now we got an action sequence going here. Jedi's between a rock and a hard place, and I like that they see him and they're like, "All right, take the robes off." I used to like this duel of the face theme. I'm a little tired of it now, but it is still pretty cool. That was a big deal when we yeah. had the double-bladed lightsaber. Yes, it was. Well, this is... Here's... I mean, this is where... And set, I, I, it's, it's a beautiful lightsaber fight. I just hate that, the, that there was people that just focused just on that. You know, They're like, I go to Star Wars movies to see lightsaber fights. Yeah, I go to see lightsaber fights about with people that I care about in it. All right, all you got to do is push the button Although, to start these things. They don't need a pair, a, a pair of keys or anything to, you know. That's kind of cool how the, the ship's lasers can mow right through them. That actually is pretty cool. I just don't like the look of the Naboo Starfighter. I don't know. There's something about the... It, it doesn't have that dirty... No, you know, but I don't it together look. Of, well, that's that I, I picture Naboo as being a very rich wealthy, right. no, wealthy I know. Uh, place, you know, that's why the trade fight but you know, people are like, why didn't Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi fight like this? It's like cause Darth Vader was hacked to pieces and Obi-Wan Kenobi was old. Right. You know, they had they, they were doing formal fighting. This is like, you know, when you're in the peak of your Jedi ness you can do all that. I tell you what does not get enough credit in this movie is Ray Park. Oh, Ray yeah. Park is fucking badass yeah. as Darth Maul, dude. 
No, as a matter of fact. All right, now what is the deal? Uh, granted, I love the look of this set. I like that part too with the close-ups. I like the look of this set. Don't get me wrong; it's very Death Star looking. But what exact purpose does this whole I think thing? That it's some sort of power station or something is all I can think of. It's some sort of centralized power place. Out there, although I don't know why they have the room with the sectioned off force fields and all that. You know, that doesn't make. Now, any have s- we seen any of Amidala's people get shot yet? No, he's keeping the human. Death count low in this because for some reason for the little kids. Remember, he kept saying he's like, by the third movie, it's gonna be so dark that the, it's gonna like freak out the little kids. I want to give something for the little kids. That's so stupid. Although I like I like the way this is animated when the thing gets stuck on his leg. It's very very realistic, although stupid. Come on. Stupid. And you're too shit and active. They look like Porkins. Yeah. It's been Porkins' dad. That was another shot from the preview. Yep. This is intense. That was... Who both killed? All that got cut out in my favorite fan edit. It was just like, yeah, he just took the... You did it, R2. You should have done it five minutes ago, R2. And and why would he speak out loud? Let's try left. Let's try right. Well, again, a little kid would talk to R2 like Let's that. roll. That's always a good idea. Yeah, stupid. He just... Oh, he's awful. He's so awful. He should have brought Spielberg. Yeah, they're spinning. There you go. I'll try spinning. Spielberg at the direct kids. I'll try hurling. That's always good. <laughs> You know, now that I think about it, that thing where he shoots the, the window out like that is very much like what Leia did in the, yes. in the trash compactor the trash part. compactor. Alright, worst part of the entire movie right here. This is my biggest bitch right here. The Batman scene? This is fucking stupid. Where do they get those wonderful toys? That is... Oh my god, that looks bad. Doesn't that look like shit? Right here, right there looks really like shit. It looks like a crappy made-for-TV that movie. That was terrible. The way it's lit, that's... All I can say is that was probably like, you know, B-unit direction scene. I mean, come on. Somebody... I mean... The, a movie of this magnitude Have had thousands of rates, you know? hands in this movie. Right. One, there's not one person at Lucasfilm that could go to George and go, George, seriously, dude, that, come on, really? Well, they could have done the same with the dialogue. Somebody didn't go, hey, Ow. man, this dialogue doesn't work, you know? Dude, I could fall out of this chair onto my back and be completely winded and not be able to speak. These guys can fall 50 stories onto their back and then get up and keep fighting. It's like, come on. Well, you know, you find out just... Going up. Now, that one looked a lot better than the one yeah. where Qui-Gon jumped up onto the Now, the this whole thing, the, what is the reason for right. having these? That's there. what I was saying. What do they, you know, what do they stop? You would have, maybe you would have one, you know? <laughs> Or one on either, either end to fill it. But if they're stopping you like that, wouldn't you think like some plasma would flood in there and kill people? Yeah, that, would, that would be why they'd have the force fields there. I like how he tests it, though. That's kind of I cool. like how he tests it. 
And I liked how Qui-Gon meditates. I feel bad for whoever it was at Dark Horse that came up with the double-bladed lightsaber because I remember everybody flipping out in this one going, oh, they invented a double-bladed... No, they didn't. They, they took they a great from idea Dark from Dark Horse and, and put it in the movie. I think that's cool. That's it. Let's get the hell out of here. I like that he sort of... That looks he, terrible. Yeah, that he stops and he meditates, although there's some good scenes. Right, of like, yeah. There's some good shots... And he's sort of in a sacrificial pose there with, you know, it's this little foreshadowing of what's going to happen to him. I like, though, that there's some nice shots of, like, lasers hitting the ground and leaving a big... Right, no, it was just that one, that one, that one particular really shot looked bad. Oh, there's, it there's looked some more, unfinished. There's some more matted, you know, bad mat shots. Or, or yeah, it, it looked like they hadn't quite fleshed out all the details on that one. That was cool. The one that the worst one though is when Jar Jar gets I wish up on it the looked tank. Less like beach balls though, and the tank yeah. starts to turn and it's gouging oh. a, a, a cut in the ground. I think this is it right well, here. Well, that could have been really cool. It, it looks. It just. It's really rough looking. It's like the ground's not properly defined. Right. And here we go. Here we go. Yeah. See right. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't like that shot. It looked really cool when it first came out, but now from when we've seen it, stuff yeah, like that doesn't matter. That's cool. You can see I like it. that. Oh! I can't believe I missed the 1138 on the back of that one, because you're the one that told me about yep. that. I saw that right in the first, right, right in the movie, man. <clears throat> And I yelled out, 1138, and the audience went, Yay! <laughs> that was a good thing of seeing this on opening night. Oh my god, what a fucking dramatic opening. We waited, the line went around the theater twice. My friend Mark, who is kind of, he's kind of forgetful like you, lost his ticket. We oh, bought our tickets. No. We bought our tickets three months in advance, and he was playing with his ticket and holding it in his hand and fidgeting with it and fidgeting with it. And I remember looking at him, he's like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what are we going to do? I've got <laughs> I'm going to go to the movies. I've got my ticket to the new home. Star Wars movie, and I am not going to be late for it because your dumbass lost your ticket. You're out of luck, man. I'll see you at the 3 a.m. show because we had tickets for the 3 a.m. show across the... Oh, see, so I you didn't it. get to go? Uh, he got in. I can't remember how he got in, but he got in. And people were like getting ready to fight over seats at that in there. It was crazy. You know, like, I want to know what would happen if you ran into that thing. Is it, it a force field or is it like a instantly kill you field? Is it like yeah? Is it like the is it like the brig on the Enterprise? But uh, I, I remember we got into the movie theater and he's always the guy who's like puts his jacket down and then he's like, okay, I gotta go stand in line for twenty minutes. No! Oh, poor Schindler. I always think of him as Kinsey, the sex... What? Sex guy. Did you ever see the movie? Heard the, he was in the movie Kinsey. He played the guy who did the Kinsey Report on sexuality in the 60s and sort of never like started the sexual revolution. It was a good movie. I think of Lots him of nudity. I either think of him as, as Qui-Gon 
as whoever the hell he's supposed to be in Batman Begins or... Um, Is he Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins? I don't know. The first it's the Oriental guy and then it's him and then it's the Oriental guy and then it's... I don't fucking know. By the end of that movie, I don't really even give a shit who it is. Well, I like the barrettes in his helmet. Doesn't that look like that's what it is? Those little barrette things? Hair clip things, whatever the hell you call them. Oh! A decoy? Leonard decoy! What's <laughs> he sounding guns, though? I love that the Nemoidians are always end up like this, though, just like shit their pants. <laughs> I love that the, their characters are, are weak and cowardly and they always end up shit their pants. See, I like these little quiet beats in between. Yeah. I, the, I like this, where he's just, he's ready. As soon as that comes open, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we see Obi-Wan is the, you know... Qui-Gon was his teacher, but Obi-Wan's... That's the, intense. Yeah. Obi-Wan's the dueler. And he's pissed. Yeah. I love this shit. Yeah, Ray, Ray, This makes Ray up Parks, for so much Parks, of the rest of the movie. Now, my friend Heiko, who is a big Star Wars fan and a martial artist, was so excited that Ray Parks would... Because he'd known about Ray Parks for years. And he's like, this guy is a fucking great martial artist. He's going to bring martial arts to Jedi fighting. And he was absolutely right. And, and Ray Parks... I mean, I bet you it was basically Ray Parks who set the fighting style for these three movies. And here's a little Jedi, call, Jedi and Empire callback. Yep. And back to stupid. That's the uh, Adat sound, isn't it? Whoa! Thank God I shot it exactly where it's most vulnerable. Yep. Impossible. He... There's another uh, iconic cool. preview. That yeah. Was from the preview. I think that was the last shot in the preview, actually. We didn't hit it. Oh, I didn't hit it. <laughs> He's podcasting. <laughs> Shut up. Yippee! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I like that shot. I like the, the... Take that, Cylons. <laughs> Why would heads head just fall off? fall off? There's 1138. I like that. He's pissed. Although I don't understand why. Um, if I was if I was Maul, I would have gotten Qui-Gon's yeah, lightsaber and looked at it. Ow! <laughs> this has some. For some reason, it makes me think of the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. 
Thump. I like how he bounces off the... I like his flappy arms. Although I wish there were entrails flopping around yeah. outside. But the, well, the, the lightsabers... Yeah, lightsabers cauterize it. You're still alive? No. I always consider it very... Uh, really? You know, he only got a gut shot. And, right. You know? I always consider it very considerate of the... Uh, of the people when they get mortally wounded to stay a lot alive, not just long enough to, long to enough say to something it. and then expire. <laughs> At least he doesn't do it. That was what's. Uh, that was another. The Family Guy Star Wars when they did oh, the Jedi, uh, they ripped off our joke of Yoda where he's going Luke, and then finally Luke goes what? <laughs> <laughs> After about the fifteenth. Now, did you ever read that story? I don't think it's considered canon, but there's a story where Darth Maul comes back, and no. from the waist down, he's got a robot body. He comes back. No, no, it's actually really cool. It was really cool. It's uh, it takes place a few years in the future, where uh, um, Owen and Baru are raising Luke, and Darth Maul somehow lo- learns of Luke's existence and comes to take Luke out. And Obi Wan shows up, and they fight Ooh. at the at the Lars homestead, and it's a it's it was really good. I actually enjoyed it a lot, but like I said, I don't think it's considered canon. But it was a good story. That's it's a throwaway line, but it's still pretty. I like how he's just sort of like <laughs> my plan has begun. He looks like the great and powerful Oz, though. Is the well, problem? I'm I'm just amazed that he looks, you know. No looks, one gets in to see the emperor. Even I can't even get in to see the emperor. He looks older than, or he looks younger than he was in Star Wars. Right? Yeah. How many years ago? I know. And this was a big deal here. It's his first CG Yoda. Just that, and that was that was. Oh like really? Oh okay. That was the first, the only. See, CG I thought a shot. lot of him in this was CG. Nope, that was the only CG. I thought shot that's why he looked so crappy. Was no, he was CG. all puppet. Really? They they, they didn't have the CD, CG to where they wanted it. So they, uh, it was okay. a hard decision, but they went with the puppet. That must be why he looked so crappy then. Although I remember a lot of the critics were like applauding the fact that the puppet was back. They were like, the puppet has more personality than the CG does. And it's just like, you're just being cranky. Right. That's a bad puppet. That just sort of seems like a random... And sometimes the Yoda talk in this is a little too forced, you know? Well, one thing I noticed over the years with Yoda was it got to the point where every single sentence Yoda spoke was in reverse. Yeah, that's not how he started out. Right. It was just, you know... It just had the feel of somebody who's who's speaking English as a second (laughs) language, you know? Because there's people who put their nouns and verbs in, in different spots. Looks like he's gonna kiss him. There's a lot of scenes. The, the, well, the Jedi were very close in those days. <laughs> Wait, I'm not dead. <laughs> Ow! Ow! What do you mean? Yoda, there's no doubt. I don't know, but Yoda's fucking tall right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's, he's in a high chair. It's total puppetry. It's totally like he, there's like a you know like a platform in front of him with 
break guys out. I never thought of that before. Shouldn't Yoda be on the floor? Is he sitting on a pedestal or what? He's in a I love chair. this. I love. I love that shot. That's great. And it, and it's and it's so funny. There's so many people who are casual Star Wars fans, and there's a lot of stuff that's going to be lost on them. That's why the critics hated this so much. Is there's a lot of shit that went over their heads, like that last look. They don't know that he's going to be the emperor. In fairness, though, there's a lot of shit in the movie that. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, but there's a lot of shit that, that makes it better for the movie. fan. It's, yeah. it's far from a perfect oh. movie, and it's clearly no. The, the movie would have been a lot, a lot better if someone who knew nothing about Star Wars could appreciate it a right. lot more. But if you know your Star Wars inside and out, there's a lot more to like in this movie. Than there is not to like, I think, and that didn't look very realistic. The way Boss Nass jumped out there, Evil I would have liked to. I would have liked to see him, him somewhere else, you know, doing something. What's that? Even Peel? Yeah. You need to read Even those Coruscant, Coruscant Night books because they start out with him on the run from the from the Empire. Now this thing with the I wish with, that with the thing that you can go to Walmart and buy for twenty bucks—that's kind of the stupid. plasma. But, yeah, the plasma. Well, plasma I. Thing. I I wish they hadn't copied the. I know. I know he was doing the residence from ep- episode four with everybody looking at each other and smiling. She and, looks like she's got a split lip. Yeah, I know. Too. I know they were going for that residence with episode right. four, but I really didn't want it to end that way. I right. would have liked to, to to end on a little darker tone. But yeah, you know, I I still like it. I still like it. <laughs> you know, I, I get a I get the feeling in my throat whenever it goes. But when the circle goes, right? I think one another thing, another first impression walking out of the theater was, holy shit! Now we've only got two movies to do a whole lot of story. A lot of shit's got to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean because this didn't really do anything toward where we wind up. You know where where I no, felt like we was, should wind. This up. was a character establisher, right? Plain and simple. You know, with with set pieces. And to the credit of the other movies, a lot of the set pieces have more to do with the story than this than this did. But I think basically after you know this was like George Lucas getting back into the flow. George Lucas had directed a movie since Star Wars. He had not right. di- been a director since Star Wars. That's a long time. Well, you know, one of the That's one of the twenty three years that he sat on his ass and was well, he didn't sit on his ass, of course, but you know, that was one of the big criticisms of the the latter two movies is that so, <laughs> so much happens, you know, very quickly and somewhat forced, especially like Luke's or yeah, Luke's. Anakin's descent to the dark side in the movie seems to be like the flick of a switch. And I I attribute a lot of... It worked for me too, but I can see people's criticism in it because you you had to cram so much stuff into those two movies, whereas I felt like they squandered a lot of opportunity with this one. I really think Anakin should have been older in this one. I think that Anakin yeah. and Padme should have been on their way well, to their trysts by the a, end of this movie, oh, rather really? than waiting and doing well, like everything with that. Well, like Anakin, the age of your oldest son would have been good, like 14, 15. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt as himself. That was actually funny. I never caught that before. I never caught that either. I'm, now, I'm, now I'm all pumped to do a... To do 
episode two and three. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. If I if I had the time before work, I would I could go for episode two. But episode two is what? It's pushing three hours. Well, it's two hours and fifty. They're all two hours and eight minutes or something like that. No, they're. That, I'm telling you, episode longer. two is a damn near three hours because that's a long ass movie. Because just when it hits the point where most movies are like, okay, that's the end, that one's just kicking into the to the clone battle, you know, the clone wars. So, but I love episode two. I I, I really I do love episode love two. Episode I, I walked two. out of episode two going, now there's a Star Wars yeah. movie. I walked out of that. I did the foot same off thing. the ground going, that was Star Wars. That was Star yep. Wars. And then the and then the this critics, one I was like this is weird Star Wars but I'm kind of digging it. No, I I walked out of getting back to this movie. I walked out of this one horribly I'm sure you disappointed. Did. I'm sure I was you did. so disappointed because everything that I expected to see, none of it was in there. You know, I expected to see, you know, a much older Obi Wan. You know, meeting a, a contemporary. Anakin Skywalker forming a friendship and, you know, maybe even seeing, like, Well, by the like, time Luke's you walked into it, and, you must you have know. known that Anakin was a kid. Right, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I did because of the previews and stuff, but I'm just saying I still didn't expect what, what we got, you know? It was I, funny because the first scene that I saw of this movie, before seeing the movie, after seeing the preview, was that scene of Jar, where they first meet Jar Jar, and he's talking to him, and I was like... No, no, no! <laughs> I don't know that I saw any scenes before I went they to that. Showed, they I showed the remember. scene of Jar Jar talking and walking and talking with Anakin and Obi Wan, and they were. It was supposed to be a big deal because he was the first full CG character, right? And it, and it was supposed to be a big deal. And I was like, "What? They're paying tribute to Roger Rabbit because of the, you know, animated with a with a real life people." And I'm like, and I was just like, "No, no, 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 silly." No, no silliness, no. But I remember when the reviews started to pour in after episode two was out at the theater and just being amazed by the hate. I was like, wow, because that movie, you know, I walked out of that one going, wow, that was the best Star Wars movie since The Empire Strikes Back. Wait, you're talking episode two? Yeah, and and everybody See, was really three, down on it. You episode know? three edged it out for me. I, I, I loved episode two, but episode three I walked out of fully satisfied. Really? Yeah, episode three I really thought like Lucas. So you like three could, better than two. Just by a pubic hair. Just by a wow. pubic hair. But I think by because because episode three he really he 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 had his actors were all had been working together for a long time. His crew had been working together for a long time. They they gotten a lot of the um, a lot of the hitches out of the uh, the special effects and were not as much like let's wow with the special effects. But the, the set I loved the, all the set pieces in in uh, episode three. I loved the, the the opening the the whole opening to it. And, and I mean, it was the most, I mean, literally in, in episode three, I found myself going, you know, he still had, you know, don't do it, Anakin. He still has time to, to not follow this route, knowing full well that he has to follow that route. Right. He has to, he well, has to turn. And I was still rooting for him not to. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, George Lucas has me feeling for a character. That's pretty damn good. And in, in the context I of know. this, I, I walked out of episode three 
Now, not you know, not saying there aren't some clunky, clunky and really bad, you know, like like Amidala being this strong Princess Leia character and then dying of a broken heart. What a fucking crock of horse shit that is. But that's episode three. Well, I just remember, you know, well, the, the thing for me was I find really strong parallels between episode three and Return of the Jedi because... For example, whenever oh, no. I sit down and watch Return of the Jedi, I always start the movie right at the part where the Falcon and Luke's X-Wing are flying away from Tatooine. And I do much the same thing. And when I sit down to watch Episode 3, I start it right after the scene where Grievous's ship has crashed. And it starts whatever the next scene is after that. Because that entire beginning of that movie is so boring to me. I just, really? I, I don't like, like any of it. Oh, I like it. I, li- I like how, I like the whole thing. Uh, like, I remember I got all these spoiler pictures of of episode three and I was just like, I really like how the whole, how, you know, the, the how the um, Emperor gets Anakin to, to um, kill Dooku. <coughs> you know, that whole, right. the whole thing, he gets to kill Dooku and there was a line that they cut out where Dooku looks at the, you know, looks at Palpatine and is like, "Hey, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You were told me that I, you know, and right, and realizes, holy shit, I'm getting succeeded right now, you know, and, and at the last second is just like, oh fuck, I've just been a tool this whole time. <laughs> you but, have been a tool this whole time." <laughs> Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy. And there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libson is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available... Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league.
If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks. Future Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.